Another Slack Podcast. I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going so, through something. So, we have a special guest in the building today. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, one of my best friends in life, Nate Medina. What's going on? How's everybody doing? <laughs> and he is the uh, owner and proprietor of Alien Gains. Yes, sir. Yes, boy. How has that been going for you lately? Uh, you know, right now it is at a pause because I'm motherfucker broke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh something I'll be picking up soon. I got new art coming out, and um, I've already got a list of all the new merch that's gonna be coming out. Just waiting for the price estimation, and we'll pick it up. Yeah. Nice, dope. With that being said, how have your guys' weeks been? Week's been a week. And that's all I'll say. Every fucking time. <laughs> uh, you know, it was a cool week. It was, it was a cool week. It was nice and warm outside, and it wasn't too windy. It was, a, it was, a it nice was almost week. too hot, dude. Uh, especially on Friday. I just felt like I was, like, cooking, like, a fucking egg. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I see. I didn't... I was not bothered. It's, it's your ass it. wants to move to Nevada, though. So, are yeah, you I, legit moving to Nevada? Well, you know, one and probably not Nevada, maybe Texas too. Anywhere that's warm year round, um, yeah. and uh, where I can bear, you know, place yeah. I like. I've been to Texas a couple times now, and it's pretty cool. I kind of fuck with it. I Isn't like it Texas. Humid there, the though? humidity fucking yeah. See, sucks. See, I haven't been when it's crazy humid. I went last August, and it was humid, but like. Florida kills me. You know what I mean? So I was like, as long Florida's as it's bad. not Florida oh, humid, bro. I'm good. When I went, it was worse than Florida humid. Like, yeah, I, I stepped crazy. outside and I took another shower. Like, it was that bad. Like, <laughs> I was covered. I was like, damn, who turned on the water? Yeah, that's, it that's was wild. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Like, I, maybe I got to go during midsummer and really see. Oh, but, yeah. man, it's not, it's not going to be a while. So yeah. it's not really anything that I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, and it's not right. too bad depending on uh, what part you go to, too. Like, you can maybe avoid some snowstorms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. For sure, for sure. I got I to gotta check out different areas, different uh, cities and whatnot. Hell nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to elaborate on your week? I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, did the usual shit. Uh, how was your week? Um, How was it? It was pretty chill, the honestly. Week. It was... Uh, the week, how was it? It was fantastic. Okay. <laughs> um, It was very uh, laid back, relaxed. Got a lot done at work, and then... uh. Today, I got to wake up and go on a motorcycle ride, and it kind of helped uh, me relax a little bit, put on the new uh, Kendrick album, yeah. and uh, just kind of rode for a while, and it, it definitely helped put me in a good mind space for the day. Okay. So, what did you ride to? We rode up to like uh, Firestone, and then just through Loveland, around past uh, like Good Samaritan and stuff, then wrapped right back over to uh, Satire to go get some beers and stuff, so... Damn, that was probably like what, like a two, three hour ride then? Uh, Maybe uh, even four? Hour and a half, hour 45. Damn, really? Yeah. Who'd you well, go with? Uh, all, uh, I went with me, my dad, and my wife. Mm. So, Or, and my grandpa. Okay. So, it was pretty fun though. It was just nice cruising. Nice. Yeah. 
definitely tell I'm like the least experienced because I stalled out like three fucking times. <laughs> but it, it was still fun. You still like practicing on it? Oh, yeah. Especially because wow. I've only ridden my bike because I just got it plated and everything like a week ago. I've only ridden it like three times. So it's like, it's an older bike. So it has a lot of kinks to it. And it's not, I know, pause. Because um, of kinks. I wasn't oh, going. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like the clutch sticks a lot like especially uh, like switching gears like you have to like stomp on the shit and i almost throw myself off the bike every time well, i can tell you're new to it because uh when we went to the gym that one time and you pulled up like you, <laughs> you fell over with it <laughs> yeah i did the bike i had like two or three people come over and be like you need help i was like oh my buddy's coming i should be okay <laughs> and then another guy came up and he's like he's like nah bro you need to pick that up and i'm like okay he's like i'll help you real quick and i'm like okay and so i go over and he's like all right now you're gonna go over like this and you're gonna lift it and i'm like i thought you said you were gonna help me he's like no you're gonna figure out how to lift it. I was like, this is some bullshit but it's really cool because i and didn't then he smacked your ass yeah, out he's like, you did. <laughs> no he, he was like uh you're gonna have to figure out how to put pick it up by yourself when you're alone anyway so like you do it like you're basically doing a squat and i was like okay cool the only weird thing is that bike weighs 850 pounds maybe it's easier to compare it to something like a um the seated press mm -hmm. the leg press uh it, i think it's more comparable to that than like an actual squat because i can't squat 850 pounds i mean yeah but you know you're also just pushing it you know necessarily picking it up yeah or, that's you know, true squatting it let alone oh yeah yeah that makes sense too yeah, yeah like the weight kind of helps with you yeah you know for sure. And it, it was just nice because I thought I was going to be fucked if I ever dipped it over. <laughs> hey, so man, just don't do it. Right? <laughs> it's, been, it's been getting a lot better, though. I've been riding a few times a week, whether it's my bike or my dad's bike. So That's what's up. It's pretty That's chill. Nice. One day, um, one day. So I kind of already mentioned it, but something big dropped this week. Yeah, after five long years. Five years and 29 days. It doesn't feel like that long. Yeah, no, it's fucking... Until you start thinking about it. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, fuck that. It feels like a very long time for me, <laughs> yeah. man. Every every damn fucking... Every time I listen to an album, I'm like, oh, come on, man. When's the next one coming out? Yeah, it sucks when it finally drops, because that's the, automatic, the thing you think of automatically is like, I want the next one already. See, now nah, see, I'm not on that. I'm not, You're not? not because I'm, I'm still so focused on it. You yeah. Know? And with the way that his music is, like... I mean, it's a... I feel like it took years for me to finally understand Tepemba Butterfly. Yeah, you I know that's definitely still even with this one. Uh, Tepemba Butterfly is still his most like deep and like complex album. Man, yeah, it's it's a like a, it, that album gives me goosebumps like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. dude, I had two kids since this fucking album came out. Since damn that's came out, man, that's well, crazy. That's so a long time. Kenneth was born in January of 2017. Damn came out April 14th of yeah. 2017, and then I had one more kid. It's just like I've. It's been way too fucking long. Yeah. And damn, damn as an album was still like deep, but it wasn't deep enough to the point where you couldn't understand it like after the first couple listens. It was pretty straightforward as far as albums of his caliber go. Yeah. I'd say. Absolutely. This man is uh already amassed an am amazing catalog of songs and albums as yeah. it is. Um I figure we can uh kind of just kind of recap uh his career up to this point real quick and then we'll get into the actual album itself. Yeah, and we'll uh I guess pick like what your favorite kendrick album is up until this point i mean i, I said mine last week uh, oh yeah so I, i'm always gonna go with section 80 i'd I love okay. every album uh for different reasons but 
don't know. There's something about that. It just it kind of feels like it speaks more to a uh, generation. Yeah. And I got to watch a lot of that specific <clears throat> generation uh, struggle with a lot of things, especially related to like songs like ADHD and the whole uh, like Ritalin and all that shit. So it it was kind of cool to see life through that kind of lens, and then just kind of look at like the struggles of a different culture because it was definitely a lot more about that than I think. Not every other album, because he, he does touch on it in pretty much every album, but yeah. like that one was like probably where he leaned on it a little bit more in like a, a young mindset. Like yeah. it, it definitely felt like he was learning while he was going through it. Yeah. So I think it was kind of cool to see like that aspect of it in like genuine, honest, uh, like his struggle with everything. Like it was just kind of cool to see an honest thing without the lens of like how he even puts it in the new album of hiding behind chains and jewelry and shit like that yeah so it it was kind of cool to see that aspect of it absolutely um what about you uh my so my favorite kendrick album is damn his best album is to pimp butterfly but my favorite is damn okay i'd say and what what is it about damn that gets you so well like um i just like the whole concept of it because He's basically so to Pimp a Butterfly is like him dealing with like getting famous, mm-hmm. but Damn is kind of like dealing with the effects of dealing with the fame. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it goes deeper in that aspect. So, and I always like albums that like talk about that stuff because it's always interesting to see how people deal with like getting famous and all the attention and all that stuff like that. Oh yeah, well, and especially because like. Uh and it also is like still like politically relevant too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but there was like a big part, especially with that album, where it just kind of... I don't know exactly where I was going with this now that I started spouting off, but basically you got to see someone handle fame in a different way from what you hear about usually. Because usually when a lot of rappers get fame, it's, oh, I went and bought a Bugatti. I went and bought this. I went and bought that. Damn was almost anti-material in a lot of aspects yeah it, it kind of spoke to the same thing that the new album does but like because mm-hmm. he had already gone through that like stuff when uh good kid mad city came out yes because even if you watch like interviews and videos and stuff you can t- he has a bunch of chains on and shit but then like when to pimp butterfly came out he like completely like shut all that yeah yeah it, so it, it's like it's always amazing seeing artists evolve in that way so like this has been one of the funnest rides i think i've had with an artist in a long time yeah absolutely it, it, yeah. like all of his albums put together is really one it's his entire journey <clears throat> to you know where he started and where he is right now oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh what about you what's your favorite album mine is two pimp a butterfly okay. um every time i listen to that album i feel like i catch something different and especially now after mr morale and listen to that a few times now i'm catching even more into Pimper butterfly yeah um and the spiritual journey that he took that he explains it like he explains it in such depth and he explains when he had a, a ignorant mindset mm-hmm. and what it was that changed him you know the, when he talked to the devil when he talked to you know god and the high mm-hmm. spirits you know and then when he the way he channels through uh the way he channels his ancestors as well is that album is just perfection to me i can definitely see that i will say i think that's his strongest album and it's gonna be hard to top it to be honest it is it's it's like immaculate conception it's Mm. very much like almost flawless beat for beat it's not my favorite 
only because of when I found Section 80 and what it means to me specifically. I do think it is his best album so far. Like even with Mr. Morale, I love this album. I just still think that To Pimp a Butterfly would still be up above that rank wise. Okay. Yeah. And here's my thing, like Section 80, like a lot of people consider it that his first album, but I don't I like to consider Good Commit City as like his first like major mm-hmm. label yeah. debut. So Good Commit City is Pimp Butterfly, then yeah. damn then know this. But um but yeah, Section so, 80 is good though. That's four, right? Yeah. 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 Um it's I that, that fuck, I don't even know what I'm no, you're good. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm like, please take it away from me. Um Oh another thing too, um in each album from Good Kid Mad City on to even this, like there's themes and even lines that he takes from previous albums and he like brings them into each of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's almost like one whole complete you can make almost a movie out of like every album. Oh, 100%. Combined. Um, speaking of which, also one more time before we get on to the actual album. Um, did you know, you know who Trey Parker and Matt Stone are, right? You are, I know now because you told me about it. I, I recognize Matt Stone more than Trey Parker. But. They are the creators of South Park. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Basketball and <laughs> Team America. Uh, like, great stuff. They're fantastic. But they have this other company called PG Lang, which has done crazy work in the ways of getting and perfecting... Uh, They're a part of that? Deepfake stuff, yeah. For, for films. Because they, they released a video... Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they basically, like, deepfaked Trump onto this one thing and, like, made them say a bunch of wild shit, and it was, like, yeah. fucking hilarious. People were losing their minds. So... Kendrick started working with them for the heart part five and they just the other day after they announced or after the video released and right before the album released basically told the world that we are working on a project together uh it sounds like it's a lot of Kendrick's idea uh it's I'm not sure if he's the main actor if he's involved in acting at any point in this because like i was talking to nate he's been in uh power and i think that's really the extent of what i know he's been in but it's a step towards that right um so the story sounds actually kind of interesting it is basically get out with more of a comedy lens than a horror lens is what it sounds like but it is a guy who works in a living museum who plays a slave every day comes to find out that his girlfriend's family 200 and something years ago owned his family so you got to right. deal with their inner tor- turmoil and stuff like that so it actually well, sounds very interesting it's kind of a weird pairing i would have never seen coming yeah definitely not so uh definitely keep your eyes out for that and another thing about the heart part five is when it came out i don't know if you saw like on facebook uh, but um in twitter everyone was like freaking out and bitching about the song like acting as if that song was going to be a part of the album like oh, they yeah. haven't you heard know, like the other hearts <laughs> songs you know i thought like, uh <clears throat> I, I so i thought it was gonna be part of the album too because when i look it up on genius yeah. they had it listed as like track 10 11 of his new album and i was like what why he didn't put his other ones on, right on yeah album. they're just individual songs but mm-hmm. when the album dropped i was real happy that they yeah he didn't throw it in there yeah and they're kind of they're kind of cool because they really don't even give you like an idea of what the forthcoming album is going to sound like either. Mm-hmm. It's just like a kind of like a tease thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's coming, but you yeah. know. <laughs> and yeah. I, honestly, like I didn't think it had that much of a touch of what was in the album. Like I could see some of like, 
where his mindset was making the heart part five, but it didn't feel like it fully connected to the rest of the album. No, yeah. like no, sound wise. Then oh, sound yeah, actually, I didn't even think of a bit uh, about it like that. It was definitely its own. I mean, it, it's just its own song. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, just a Marvin Gaye sample oh, yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of what the album we'll get into that, but like a lot of what that song is specifically is like it's about the culture. So it's it's a little bit in the album, but not as much as it was in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of things too. I mean, you saw him channel. I mean, you guys saw the music video, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah so 100%. you saw when he channeled Kobe, when he channeled oh, yeah. um, Nipsey. Nipsey also. Yo, man, I'm powerful. telling you, when he got to Nipsey. I like I just felt I just got chills all through my body and I got emotional and I was like yo that really sounds like exactly when you listen to Nipsey's music like that sounds like exactly how he would say it yeah, oh, yeah. you know Absolutely. what I mean like like I really feel like that was him channeling through him and really giving the world Nipsey's last yeah. words yeah know. for sure I will say I thought of uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw the Kobe spot was your cousins. Ulysses uh, and Sergio. I was like, damn, that's going to be hey, hard. Hey, shout out to Los Patino Brothers. Yes. Los Patino Kitchen. Check them out. Look them up on it, Instagram for sure. It is good Mexican Patino, food. Patino Brothers Kitchen. Hell oh. yeah. Fire. Fire. Let's check it out. Fucking great. They got, they got a truck now. And they, they deliver a, too. So No, no, no. Oh, no nice. They got a truck now. They got a truck now. Oh, so no more. Oh. They, they, they post their spots. Okay. Oh, so they'll like park somewhere in Denver and everybody pulls up to them now hell yeah, yeah they, they get in big man <laughs> he said hey we ain't driving to you no more now y'all coming to us <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah nice um so we're gonna start with the album uh mr morale and the big steppers god what a beautiful fucking album it's fucking first gorgeous. before we Mind get boring. into the album um do you have any ideas as to what the title actually means because i have an idea um the big steppers know mr morale i think he's calling himself mr moral you know what I mean? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like it's something to do with his morals. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, I mean, but, me, me and him were kind of talking about moral and morale versus the two because I was kind of like I got the difference, but trying to specify what it means in this is like, is he trying to bring up people? Because like you know how morale it's like spirits are high stuff like that, and moral is like whether or not you're doing the right thing. And that would make mm. sense if, as far as like Mr. Morale, if he's calling himself Mr. Morale, like through this whole album, he's trying to bring people together and trying trying to end generational curses through actually grieving and freeing himself. And in a way, he's yeah. doing that to, for everyone else to do it. So he's like, yeah, lifting morale in a way. And then big steppers, like he's, you can hear throughout the whole album the, the tap dancing stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the mm. beginning, you can hear Whitney saying like tell the truth or whatever like it's like a therapy session almost yeah. and he's like tap dancing around certain topics until like the second half of the album when he finally lets everything go yeah and that's why i think steppers is i like that i yeah. see and like i think it's partly in the second album but i think it opens up right around father time yeah like i don't know why because that's like an aspect that you never saw in the relationships before yeah because he's all the one thing I will say about this album, he's always kind of hidden who his family is through always being gracious about it and always being, it seems like with this album, hiding a lot of things that were going on wrong. Yeah. And that's a, like a big thing too. Like, cause obviously he's gotten personal on other songs and other albums, mm-hmm. but not like to this extent, like most of the time on his other albums, he tells stories like about people around him or stuff. He's like seeing more so than telling like his perspective, like, about himself personally yeah he does he does that a lot um i well good commit city was his own story yeah you know with his experience but you know uh section 80 has a keisha song 
and yeah. you know he put himself in like the way he man I don't even remember how the song goes but the way he talks about it in uh, Sing About Me I'm Dying of Thirst he puts himself in in uh, everybody's shoes and tells everybody their story from you know their perspective and yeah he's really good at that mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely. really good at that he's very good at bringing out different emotions too yeah uh, I heard last week you said your favorite song is you right yeah that that's song, my favorite song the that's... way he like reenacts himself and the way he that he what was in that hotel room is bone chilling yeah and especially with, like when he's drinking like you can hear the bottle like yes, clackle and yeah, everything it's like and he's exactly. like crying and shit he's sniffling yeah, man, i'm like damn he, he, he the way he accesses his emotions man it, just, even just to spit the song out on 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 a fucking microphone it it's crazy yeah and it's yeah yeah, yeah for it's sure it's powerful for it's sure yeah. fucking insane mm-hmm. um if you don't notice on this album, I, there's certain things on this I probably will not speak on because no one needs another white guy's uh, opinion. But <laughs> I tell you that every week. I'm like, I know, Shut right? the fuck <laughs> up. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, you white. Uh, just know that I'm not gonna try to uh, break this shit up every five minutes with. Uh, but that's like the beautiful man. thing about this. Like he's talking, like from a black perspective, and like talking about black families and like generational Giving curses. everybody what yeah a a, a, a a fucking 3d view of what our life looks like yeah like third perspective view third and perspective at the view, same time like. even though he's talking from their perspective there's there's stuff that like everyone can relate to even though Absolutely. he's still talking from that perspective yeah. this is crazy and i will say i think that's why he's one of the most accessible rappers there are uh as far as like like uh, there are times when i listen to j cole where i'm like i feel like a bad guy because of the way he talks about like white people sometimes like and, and i get that <laughs> he's <on>. half white <laughs> yo i is. remember the first conversation we had about j cole and he was just like man i just why does he hate white people so bad if he's half white and i'm just like that's not that's like, not the point bro no, yeah. no, I, and I get it like trust me I, I i've i've come to grow up and i've come to understand a lot more about looking through other people's lenses mm. but it doesn't mean i have the answers to everything but it, there are times where you listen to other people and you're just like fuck dude like i get it i get where you're coming from but i just i wish it was not always blamed on one people and like that's one thing i love about kendrick is there's a lot of accountability that it's not pointing fingers that they did me wrong and you're the reason i'm failing in this shit it's personal accountability it's not blaming it on your mom it's not blaming it on your dad it's not blaming it on nothing it's Mm -hmm. you learning how to cope with shit the world throws at you yeah kendrick speaks a lot about you know victimhood and how people always play victim and he brings it up a couple times in this album too like i'm tired of, he brings it up in uh uh i uh in to pimp a butterfly is like we're tired of being victims like it, we got to stop being victims and we need to stand up for ourselves yeah. and stop blaming the world like we we can fix our own problems i am proof of that yeah i came from compton you know <laughs> i've been in the guys you heard my life story you know everything i've been through look at where i'm at it's possible yeah and you know Absolutely. what's crazy about that though is like a lot of people obviously don't listen to that because it's like a lot of people play victims still <laughs> Bro, yeah goes right over everybody's head <laughs> yeah right over everybody's well, head. it's because yeah. a lot of the times people are just stuck worrying about how they're gonna get the next thing that they're fucking obsessing about yeah. whether it's personal success or a m- merchandise it's no one's worried about actually improving themselves or taking mm-hmm. accountability anymore. It's it's take off the food, food, t- turn off the Wi Fi. Yeah. Well, take all that shit off. That and shit yeah, got there's me. There's a real world outside, bro. Yeah. I got chills like none other when I heard that fucking verse. Like, it was. Even if, like, the rest of the song wasn't as fantastic as it is, that shit just got me hype. Yeah. That's why, like, people. I've heard people say, oh, there's no bangers on it. Exactly. Literally, I had a kid in the liquor store tell me this stuff was ass. 
he said oh no it's kind of ass and i'm like i don't know and how people thing, are getting like, that kendrick has transcended like the banger like he don't need that yeah. shit and if there was ever a banger on this album it was an n95 yeah, yeah absolutely yeah he doesn't he, there's always if you're listening to kendrick lamar for bangers to get the fuck off the album put something else on because that's yeah. not what you're gonna get this is soul that's you why i think he made exactly. damn damn too damn is like his most commercially like accessible album as yes. far as like mm -hmm. bangers like he's yeah. still deep but it does it in a way where everyone like vibing to it this yeah. is just like another thing i honestly almost feel like he's just going from album to album to show the different shit he can do yeah. everything has its different kind of twang to it where like damn was honestly his like I, I hate to put it this way and I don't want it to sound bad at all. That was like him showing he could do quote unquote club music. Yeah. But facts. meaning with with meaning with instead consciousness. of yeah. Yeah. He says it on uh, uh Mask Off is like how you let a conscious dude um go platinum with only putting out conscious albums. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like a you guys say it's impossible to put out conscious music and still blow up, but I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think he's like the only artist that can do it. Like, no other artist can put out an album like this and it have this much success. No, no, no. He, I no, don't think see, so. I disagree because even Kendrick Lamar says the same thing. He says, rappers are scared to do this because they'll okay. get shut down. He's like, we can, everybody can do it. Um, what was it? What was it? Oh, we wish like uh, music was the same. It's like, well, if that, if that were true, then Killer Mike would be platinum. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it is possible. You guys just do not care to listen. You only care about the beat, but there are artists that can make a sick ass beat. Yeah. Make a club song, but then put conscious lyrics in it. And it's just up to the listener to like really pay attention. Start yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, dude, there, there is so much to unpack alone with him. not not even just with the album but with him alone as an artist the way he is he has evolved a lot over the years and it's taken us 1855 days to get here so yes. and that is actually one of the first lines of the first song in this album mm -hmm. who would like to start the dissection of united in grief um i feel like united in grief is pretty straightforward um yeah so let me check my notes I, was like, I know there's a few different sections there's three different sections to this song and i feel like the first two will relate to each other a little bit more but the last one goes kind of in a different direction where it's more literal grief yeah and like before anything like the, the thing that starts the album off is that like singy part where it says i hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime that's mm -hmm. like the overall like theme of the album yeah is finding peace in it yeah um Sure. Um. So I like how he starts with the "I've been going through something." It automatically yeah. lets you know that he's unloading. Yeah. Um. The spe the specificity 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 specificity. Thank you. I don't fucking know. Um. Of the eighteen hundred and fifty five days. Yeah. Was that was the first or not the first? That was. The second time already in this song, like I could feel chills going just because it's like attention to detail when he's dropping the album and shit like that. Yeah. It's something that you don't get from any other artist. No other artist realizes how much fans actually look forward to a release like this. He's, there's a few moments in this album where he's very consciously going over like 
little minute details that no one else would give a shit about. Like mm-hmm. in, uh, I know we'll touch on it again, but in Auntie's Diaries, when he talks about the white girl jumping on stage on that YouTube video, yeah, like you don't realize how much you actually mean to a, to, honestly, at this point, the world with the shit you say. But he's very conscious of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would you say the overall theme of the song is? Um, so I don't even have that. But like, so I, I took notes on specific uh, bars that that got my attention that seemed like they were uh, more uh, that kind of just stuck out. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, what is a relative? making repetitive narratives is like a, a, a reference to to a never-ending cycle yeah you know what i mean like in his um family curse see you know? i took that line a little bit more literally i considered it to be more like you know every time you go and you see relatives that you haven't seen in a minute mm-hmm. or even your parents they just mm-hmm. want to tell you the same thing over and over again the thing the the point where they feel like you're failing at or something they want you to do where oh you look so good oh you know this oh you'd be really good if you found a girl oh you'd be really good if you did this oh Mm. like shit like that it's the and i'm sure in his position it's a lot of hey you know i'm really struggling can you throw me some money i could really use some help he even mentions throwing 50 grand to his cousin stuff like that in this song Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of the repetitive narratives of hey i'm coming at you for the same shit over and over again and it's never if if i were to tell you no that's the only thing you're going to remember so absolutely and i think like the overall i guess theme is like masking grief through material things and masking like in the was it Mm -hmm. the second or the last verse or whatever when he's talking about masking pain through sex when he's talking about in chicago when he met that like green eyed Mm -hmm. girl or whatever the fuck i think it's the third yeah Yeah. i think it is the third yeah so it's like just basically finding different things to mask like pain and all that shit yeah i met her on the third night of chicago north america tour yeah is this the song where he says something about his grandma and he traded his tears in for a Range Rover? Was it this song? Uh, no. uh, so he, the, uh, the new Mercedes with black G-Wagon, the way you front. No. Maybe it wasn't that song. Maybe it was one of deeper in, but, but even then, that, that line still like kind of relates to this song. Is like trading in tears for some material. No, I, absolutely. I, I will say I think the biggest theme of this was letting go of the um trying to fit a trying not to hide shit anymore yeah basically basically, like not he wasn't shit because he was able to buy the new mercedes he wasn't the shit because he was able to go buy a couple mansions and buy this 500 hundred dollar chain that he never fucking wears anymore and stuff like that it was him trying to figure out how to shed all of that to let shit go yeah i think a lot of it too um was him talking about how greedy he got with everything because I, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed i think at the end of verse two he talks about um he he relates how her who, who was it, her brother got killed kind of relates that to it reminds him of when he was nine years old yeah you know what i mean and and uh you know he lost his homeboy and everything but he, he ends that verse talking about um Chad left his body after we FaceTime. Like, for some reason, I do you think that who, when he's talking about, you know, who he FaceTimed and everything, because he, he was talking to uh, one of his homeboys and his homeboy got shot, but he was good or whatever. He was like, all right, cool. Like, well, now I'm, I'm going to get off and I'm going to 
you know, yeah, get laid. Yeah. That's from uh, Single Bomb Me, Down of Thirst. Mm-hmm. Right, his homeboy. That was the same night where his homeboy got killed, and he talks about it in you. He's like, um, "That's the reference." Exactly. Yeah. That's what he's referring when, to. When she's it like was the uh, same night, uh, one Facetime to one time. That's unforgiven. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking raw. You yeah, that's why it's like always relates back. To exactly. That's why. That's why I say like with every new album that comes out, it makes it, it explains deeper into the previous album. Yeah. Makes everything makes it like when I read that, I was like, "Oh shit, motherfucker!" Like, is that? Hold on, I gotta look into it real quick. And that's I looked up you, and then I looked up Sing About Me. Um, not not Sing About Me, but yeah, I looked up you, and I was like, I think that that might be the same night, might be the same, exactly everything. Yeah. And then you, he talks about how selfish and greedy he got. And he was like, damn, like I didn't give a fuck about nothing. Like I just yeah. wanted to make money and uh, party and get laid and shit. And, yeah. You know, I, I gave into I gave into the greediness part of fame. Mm-hmm. You know, when he consistently talk about how he wasn't gonna do that you know like in uh wesley's theory in to be yeah. butterfly he's like uh when i get paid homie i'm gonna like i'm gonna get some guns i'm gonna take it to the hood like we're gonna like we're gonna party on the block like it's you know i'm gonna I'm be the same typical you know rapper who the way that he blows his money is to do it the same way basically like yeah. i'm so excited i'm yeah. just you know what yeah. I mean? absolutely oh, yeah. um is there anything specific uh, and other than that, in this song that like grabs you, I mean, I know um, we went pretty deep in, on it already, but well, I he mean, he does talk about Baby Keem buying four cars in the four first four months, right? Is that where he talks about that in the um, song? I don't remember. Or is that? I, know, is I think that's a different, a different track. Yeah, I, I, I think that's um the well, might it, be N ninety five. I think so. Where he talks mm-hmm. about yeah, we'll, we'll see you in a moment. Um. <clears throat> Oh, it is this song. It is this song? Yeah, where on the third verse. Okay. It says, um, I watched Keem buy four cars in yep. four months. You know the family dynamics on repeat. So, right there, I think it, he's he, he's explaining how, <coughs> like, he, like, Kendrick Lamar is trying to break uh, um, the, the curse. Yeah. Right? He's talking, he's trying to, like, the make generational every, curse. Exactly. He's trying to make everybody understand, like, yo, like, we need to be wise with this and not just throw our money away because at the end of the day, like, who gives a fuck if you have four cars? Like what he said in, in, in the, <clears throat> I think one of the songs, they talk about getting all them chains you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, in 95. Yeah. yeah. And then five is like, for what? Like, we, yeah. need, we like, they're keeping us down here and we're staying down here because we don't know what the fuck to do with our money. You know, yeah. we want to yeah. make it, we want to put the money on us and make us look good. Like, we want to show that we're rich. We want to show that we got money. Oh, yeah. And that's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. And I kind of think another thing that that relates back to, like, as far as like to Pimple Butterfly when he's talking about seeing keem buy these things and like kind of repeating the cycle like it kind of goes back to you too when Mm -hmm. um from the perspective of when someone's talking to him when he says um you preached in front of a thousand people but never reached her talking Mm -hmm. about his sister but it kind of relates to this like you're preaching in front of all these people but there's still people that are not like getting it yep yep so sorry um (laughs) alcoholic i'm sorry uh by yeah, the way, thank you, know you to uh, Bobby Martin over at Mystic Mountain Distilleries for uh, hooking yeah. up the uh, whiskey for the podcast today. And yeah. all the beat switches in this kind of caught me too. Oh, dude, they were fucking flawless. Mm. Though. And oh, when in this album, on, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay, especially in the song when it goes song. into the drums. And ninety five, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that first beat the change, beat, the flow, and and the God, synth when the synth hits gets. on the chorus too. I'm like, damn. Um, I will say, uh, so we're moving on to N95, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I will say the first like 
thing that I caught in my head was like, uh, not exactly, but like, I could imagine him doing a music video to this, even though I already know how the music video for this turned out. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I know. It's yeah, fantastic. It's yeah. Bad. My first, like, mind visual I got from listening to it was, hey, Kendrick Lamar and a Fred Rogers get up singing to kids. Just oh, that the beat. intro? Yeah. I was yeah. like, that would be fucking perfect. Yeah. But the the whole thing the, the hello new world all the boys and girls i got some true stories to tell you're back outside but they still lied whoa that part what like i told you before this you're back outside but they still lied that kind of so like government. related to the covid thing yeah mm. it's a hundred percent distrust yeah yeah um this out al- this song is probably i think you already touched on that the strongest like commercially probably so yeah far. as far as going sound, to be, yeah. It's yeah going to be for sure yeah, yeah. Um, that might be the only one album. that plays on the and, radio and, it, and it's crazy because it's it's the second track of the album just like dna was the second track of damn yeah so like i i feel like he does that where he kind of like your first song most people are probably like oh like okay but then when that second song comes up it like brings their mood right up and yeah. it makes them want to keep listening to the album yeah you know i kind of like equate albums to movies like the opening track is kind of like the opening titles and then the first song is like the opening shot of the movie mm-hmm. yeah and it's like because um, that's the thing that really draws you in absolutely especially so, with tarantino yeah um so in the first verse man i kind of i felt like it was pretty straightforward <clears throat> um it's basically him telling the world to shut out all the distractions and op- op- like open yourself up to what's real you know yeah. what I mean? Because they talk about taking off the woofle, turning off the Wi-Fi, and he's telling everybody, like, there's a real world outside. Like, you being distracted with social media, with news media, with fucking um, all the apps on your phone, the YouTube. Just everything, your phone, all your Wi-Fi, all this shit that is supposed to entertain you is really just a distraction. It's like, man, go outside and go for a walk. Like, yeah. breathe in the fresh air and see what's really out there. There's a lot going on in the real world and you're just so, in, everybody's so entrapped right here in, yeah. in the yeah. fucking phone. Especially after the last two years because we've been pushed more in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we've been locked up, basically. Yeah, you know? basically. And staying indoors and, you know, they've pushed the fear of COVID-19 on everybody so everybody's so fucking scared and that just goes to make people even scared of like other stuff that goes on because they're so conditioned Mm -hmm. to being afraid dude my wife constantly every other day my wife freaks the fuck out because of everything that's going on with Russia she is so convinced we're gonna die I'm like no I'm like no that's the news and the media sells you it's like selective Mm -hmm. like shit Oh, yeah. They sell you what they want you to see. Oh, 100%. It, it's, it's an algorithm, They want you to man. be afraid because once you're, when you're afraid, you consume more and buy more shit and you why, do certain shit. Why do you think the news organizations always lead with their worst shit? Yeah. It's, no one wants to hear about, oh, there was a puppy pageant and King afraid. Rick fucking won. It's... We want to hear about people dying. We want to hear about all this shit. Otherwise, we're changing we're the channel. We're addicted to violence, man. You yes. know that yeah. as a human being, like as human beings, we're addicted to fucking uh, uh, catastrophe. Everyone, yeah. everyone wants to say that's an American thing, but it's they so know bullshit. it's a fucking, it's a world, it's a, yeah. it's a race thing. Yeah, it's a, a human thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's very crazy. much in your DNA. There's a reason we all love watching UFC boxing. Every fucking every other fucking thing that animals, man. dude. Like <laughs> you watch things because of chaos. Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, if there's not conflict, what's the point? Yeah. Even little kid shows have conflict. There's yeah. no way to get around it. There's no other way. Whether it's physical, mental, 
something you have to overcome there's some sort of conflict there and like mm -hmm. yeah and even the way ariana reacts to that that's exactly what they want exactly oh, yeah. out of everybody be scared man yeah, yeah that's why it's i don't watch the news fucking I, annoying. I avoid the news like the plague i haven't seen the, the news. only news i watch is like nfl news that's pretty much Bro, it. the only the last time i saw like just normal media news was whenever the last time i woke up for school was in high school <laughs> oh, shit. yeah that but, was it the last time i ever saw news because once people start realizing like the less they watch the news and the less they start giving a fuck about stuff that really doesn't affect them they'll just continue you'll be so much happier bro. happen yeah you'll be so much happier yeah bro. like for real um the last time i watched the evening news was right before i came here my grandparents have that on all the time that's my grandpa too they i'm like you need to stop shit. watching that shit because he poison. starts he, it's poison it's, it's to you hear me boomers and old people yeah it's, it's to the point my grandma will just like be on her phone constantly being like oh they found this guy oh this happened and i'm like can we just like relax like i get what like i get that she's worried but like they're so worried because my grandparents were Dog, my, embedded in law enforcement for yeah. so long they freak out about every little thing Yo, yeah. my girl's dad that dude <laughs> is so, oh you have i told you story I, I, I oh, man. Him. he's funny that he's uh he's a real cool guy he's a real real uh he's a real fun guy to be around because he is the typical definition of a fucking boomer right yeah he's just like is, is very addicted to everything and and believes everything that the news says but then doesn't believe everything the news says so like He'll be like, yeah, like, you know, this is a scam or whatever. But then he'll be like, oh, but we got to trust our government. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have to believe in them. He's, like, constantly like, contradicting himself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's funny, man. He's a fun guy to talk to. I love that guy. Those <laughs> people make, those kind of people make me laugh because they, they like to consider themselves, like, moderates and in the middle. But in the in reality, it's just I agree with both sides and I'm going to, like, essentially blindly follow so I don't have conflict. Like, that's the way it feels. I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying, like, mm, no, I feel no, like I mean, that's, that's a lot of what they are. Most people yeah. Um, but like, yo, I want to get to the chorus of N95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Yo, when my man said, you ugly as fuck, at first I didn't get it. But now it, it, it's it's funny when he's telling everybody, you ugly as fuck. Because he's talking about taking off the chains and take off everything that you cover yourself with when taking, the cameras are yeah, on you. Yeah, these masks. And you are ugly motherfucker, bro. See, you got no personality. Exactly. You got no good heart. You got nothing. All you got yeah. is this shit to flaunt. Yeah. Your personality's yep. within your vainness and mm -hmm. your materialism. Yeah. It's not you mm -hmm. that's the whole thing like this song is both literal and metaphorical like as Absolutely. far as even the title n95 is the covid mask yeah. and that's a metaphor for all these masks that we use like the yeah. internet social media all this shit oh yeah yep, absolutely yep, yep. there's yeah. so many fucking layered metaphors just in the title alone that yeah. it's insane yo um like how we open up the second verse specifically <laughs> talking about everybody's reaction to COVID-19 and the way that the, the uh, media and elites play it. Like, so he says like the world in the panic, the, the world in a panic, the woman is stranded, the men on the run, right? Like everybody's freaking out. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Um, he, he goes on and he says, they're making a, a mockery following us. This ain't monopoly. So he's talking, I think he's talking about like the, 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 the elites, the high power, oh, like yeah. them. They're like, yo, Hey guys, uh, toilet paper is going to run out. And the world goes crazy. I wish I would have uh, invested in toilet paper. Jesus fucking Christ, right, man? I swear, man. <laughs> but you, the world goes crazy. Dude. And they go and they buy all the toilet paper. Like, we told you. So, like, yeah, you guys literally made it happen. But these guys, all these rich motherfuckers sitting there like, look at these idiots. I think yeah. Charmin's <laughs> stock price, like, tripled. Yeah. Bro, did you know that, like, every billionaire during the pandemic almost, like, fuck, 
not doubled, but made a lot no, more money least, than the pandemic. Elon Be- Musk, I think, doubled. Bezos and yeah. Musk sat there going back and forth on who the richest mm-hmm. man in the world is. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, that's and but that's exactly, that's exactly what that verse is about. Like, you guys are so stupid. Like, pay attention to what's going on. Like, look, they cause a panic in everybody, made people turn against each other. There are people who don't even talk to each other anymore because of their opinions on the fucking Family. virus. Yeah, that's exactly what it I'm turned saying. so political. He turned everybody against each other, like, and they're sitting there and he said the same monopoly. Like he's telling us, like, this isn't a game. You know, like, this is real shit, but they're treating it like it's a game. Yeah. Nothing Quit bro- games, baby. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Ended Nothing up, broke like, families apart more than Monopoly until COVID-19. I mean, yeah. Donald Trump split family I mean, apart. Yeah. <laughs> and then Depends the one... On the family. The I think one, this is worse, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I know. The one part of this verse, too, when he says the law take advantage. Yep, exactly. Because that was a big oh, thing, yeah. too. Oh, 100%. Hell yeah, man. Like, it, it's ridiculous, yep. man. Um, and then I'm done with the sensitive. He also talks like denounces cancel culture. Cancel culture. He's like, I'm done with you, motherfucker. Well, yep. Yeah. To Being the point. Sensitive. To the point where you even sent me an email or uh, group okay. chat yesterday about the fact that they're trying to fuck. They're all pissed off at Kendrick for putting fucking Kodak Black on the album. Yeah, because I guess I looked into. It. I guess he has some sexual alle- assault allegations or something. All for real. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought. I honestly thought it was just because of the use of the f word. No, that's another issue. In time. We'll get to we'll get mm. deep into oh, that. When I, it comes I got that to, one too. Yeah, but I thought it was because Kodak Black said yeah. some stupid shit. Yeah, because he's on um, this. This is the last verse of that song, I think, or the second you, verse. Hold on, no, the second verse. So, I, yeah, a really important line, and this is going back to what I was saying. The way he channels people, he says, "All my descendants, they come in my yeah. sleep, and I say I'm too real." These de- definitely talking about <laughs> his ancestors and other spirits that contact him. And and they come to him in his sleep, you know what I mean? He's telling other people stories. And that like that line got my eye pretty it I it, it got my attention. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I've been saying about him for a, a lot. And in this album, like he uh like solidifies all the theories I've had. I I can definitely see that. I definitely feel like he's talking to something, but see I wasn't sure if it was more like his ancestors or like literally this keeping him as a record for his future generations he brings up his ancestors later on oh yeah album. oh he does he also definitely. brings i'm up just saying that specific line like yeah, I, I, I i can definitely see it your way i just think that that like everyone has their interpretation i like your interpretation for sure it's just i i read that more as like hey like one day my grandkids are gonna read this and they're gonna be like that motherfucker was too real yeah you know what when, when he's talking about this is on the bridge right here um i was like this got my attention when i was watching the music video when um he's saying hello to the big step and never losing count venting in the safe house the moment in the music video where he says venting in the safe house he is sitting in a line of chairs and there's a car rolling through the yeah. chairs and it gets close to hitting him so it's crazy he says i'm venting in my safe house but he is in the middle of something chaotic but he's so calm and to me that that seems like because a safe house is a house where it's like guarded you know what i mean like that's where they take people who need um like personal protection or whatever whatever the fuck it is People have like high information. The police need to protect them. Oh, like the oh. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what a safe house is. They put you in there, and there's nobody gets you. But e- either that, or you're on like witness protection program. Witness protection. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about, right? Um, but in the music video, like there's no protection. There's nothing. He does not. He's not safe at all. But I think that's kind of the uh, irony. And it's like my safe house is here in my mm-hmm. head. My mental, my mental peace, like my mentality, like my mind is 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 safe. Like yeah. I'm at ease right now. You know what I mean? Even around this chaotic world oh yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Um, uh, th- there, there are so many lyrics in here that have like double meanings and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, um, I know I got a lyric for the next song that I'm excited for. It's what the one you keep sending in or sent in the group chat yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I will say the chorus on this was catchy as fuck. The overall structure of the song is uh, super strong. The beat switches are fucking fantastic. On N95? Yeah. I guarantee you, like, the general, like, audience member or the listener music will listen to N95 and, like, jam out to it without even listening no, to what it says. Oh, yeah. Anything it's about. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think... Like, oh, this sounds good. I mean, I, that's how it was when Swimming Pools came out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, but that Humble. song's literally about alcoholism. Yeah. Humble. It's about his family having... Fuck, being, being alcoholics and shit. Same thing with Humble. Yeah, that's, even Humble. That's mm-hmm. the song that blew up the most. People didn't pay attention you know, to what I the fuck it meant. And yeah. DNA, too. DNA oh, blew up a yeah, lot, too. And I, 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 th- I think Humble was the hit, but DNA was... Right next to it. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Like people love bumping DNA because it because it fucking bumps. It got bumps. some even verse. even yeah. loyalty, which was a huge song. Yeah, even that, that, was that one too. too. It's crazy how fucking these songs go over people's heads, man. It's like I I grew up on, you know what I grew up on, man. I grew up on oh, Tupac. Yeah. I grew up on Nas. You know what I mean? I I grew up on music where you really did have to listen. They're telling a real story. Don't yeah. Omar and I. I mean, don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's got some good stories too. Make a yeah, motherfucker no, cry, you know, but. <laughs> Uh, Spanish, bro. We're not talking. About, we're not talking about Spanish right now. <laughs> I'm just saying what you grew up on. You know what I mean? Um, but like, um, so I always, I always listened, and I, bro, I've been reading. I've been reading lyrics. I think I started uh, looking up lyrics when I was 12 because I remember it was when I got into Eminem, and I got into Eminem in sixth grade. And somebody told me like, we well, can look the lyrics on Google, and the ending they were still new to me. I was like, Google, like, I could like, <laughs> you, like they just have the lyrics in there. Like, At yeah, least you bro. didn't say ask Jeeves. What exactly? <laughs> Ask Jeeves. You don't remember that I website? Think I used no. that like twice. It was, I don't it, know that's what the fuck like that is. It was like, like a Google. The year two thousand. Oh, AskJeeves.com. It was the original Ask search Jeeves. engine. Jeeves. Yeah. Jeeves. 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 Like yeah. a like a Jeeves. like a, well, like a, like a maid like a butler. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but ever oh yeah, ever since then I've, I've been looking up lyrics and reading songs and like that i feel like that's why i can never get into you know um radio music yeah you know, what's popping that's the same with me too there's no message in there like i, yeah. I can't I listen like to, to pay ra- attention i can't listen to radio music just because of the repetitiveness like some mm-hmm. songs are good to just hear a, hear a catchy tune but like it is so hard to like a song and then the radio ruins it for you because they play it every hour mm-hmm. on the hour. Yeah. Yes. Especially if it's new. You're like, all right, it's in my fucking skull. Can you leave me alone? Yeah. We get back to like lyrics and stuff. Like that was the same for me, like especially me and Justice back when we were like in second grade um, when the uh, Eminem show came out. Mm-hmm. We would look through the lyric booklet and we would write the lyrics down. Damn, and we would, yeah, yeah, so that's like, dope. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. And we were really eight. Yo, how hard was it to to write his shit down? Because he was pretty quick in yeah in Eminem show. Like that's what the rewind pretty, buttons yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, like even though, like, because even as as a young child listening, even when I was twelve years old listening to Eminem, a lot of the words. I like he would say I like and I I didn't know what the oh, yeah. fucking words were so yeah I always, that's the crazy part yeah like I could never understand what the fuck he was that's saying, so my, I always had to print lyrics that's yeah. one of my favorite I, parts of the new age is you don't have to wonder what a lyric is anymore you can look that shit up in two seconds you're not sitting there fighting about whether he's saying uh, I don't know, some stupid Yo, fucking lyric you, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah. And that's, people argue about stupid shit yeah. like that all the time and like I can go back and listen to music I listen to back then like even like. If I listen to the album Toxicity by System of a Down, I listen to it now, and I'm like, oh shit, that's what that meant. Like, mm. when I was a kid, I just listened to it. I listened to yeah. it now. It's like, that yeah, it was deep. It is fucking deep. Yeah. 
Um, got any more thoughts on the ninety-five? Hold boys? on, we didn't get to verse three. Did we, we didn't get. Oh, no, we did not oh. get to verse three. You are right. We didn't um, get to verse three. We did not talk about verse three. No, no, no. Oh shit, we, I'm on. A I also on, kind of was on. like curious on the way that they uh attributed who's on the songs and stuff because a lot of like the features don't show up what do you mean like the songs that baby keem's on there's no credit the songs that uh kodak black's on there's no credit uh oh you mean like on the album itself like blast and ghostface killer have their credits but yeah you know i that's that's a that's that's a pretty common thing it's in a lot of different albums not just kendrick mars i never understood it either i'm assuming um i figured they, i'm assuming it's because they did it for free and the only time they put it on there is when they got paid for it that's my assumption that was what i was gonna say i think it's the same thing I, business thing i think they did like swaps where mm-hmm. either they did a favor or they did i'll be on one track you be on one track you be on two tracks i'll be on two tracks yeah. like you did and it all de- team. Yeah. depends on what the song is too because like for the most part kodak has is on the interlude yeah. and uh keem is on an interlude and mm-hmm. on savior i will say one of my favorite things about this album was the fact that he included Baby Keem? I got so happy for that because yeah, I've gotten so into Baby Keem lately. Yeah. Baby Keem's a shit, bro. He is fantastic. I think he's, he's cool. on a similar trajectory. I just hope that it keeps going the right way. Right, and he's gonna be on tour with him too. That'll. Be f- you serious? Yeah, I, I think I sent that to you guys. Oh, I didn't see who was the on the tickets show. go on sale. The tickets go on May, sale May twentieth. You in? Oh, sure. What's up? Well, I mean, where, when, where? Rob, uh, it's August twenty third at the Pepsi Center or well, the Ball Arena. Now is what Kendrick it's and Baby Keem. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick and Baby Keem and the so the, the chick who sings on um, Die Hard oh. is also opening up too. Chick who sings in Die Hard. That's yeah, Die Hard song on Die Hard. Well, damn, I'm thinking about the. You talking about the movie? I know. Yeah, I was like, what? All right. <laughs> uh, her, her name is. Let me go back to it. Amanda uh, Reefer. Oh, not that one. Oh no. Fuck. Oh, Tana Leone on Mr. Morrell. Mm, yeah, okay. she is opening up too. Okay. Oh, shit. So, verse three. Uh, the thing that kind of caught my eye, I didn't know there was any legal issues with his family. Yeah. Family suing him, whatever I mean. He talks about it in, um, in To Pimp Butterfly, too, not the legal issues, but he talks about how, like, like now that you're the big man, like everybody that kind of just expects shit from yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you know, give me this or do that. Or like, oh, Kendrick, like, but ain't you still for the hood, dog? You from Compton, right? Ain't you still for us? Like, you got to back us up. That's why he talks about, like, well, I'm going to take all this to the hood. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's where, where, why he mentions the ignorance and everything is because, like, I stopped doing that because now people just expect this shit from me. Yeah. Man, you know? Yeah. Well, and, I'm wondering, is this like. Family suing is this family suing because they want money because of a defamation case like he did with it could, him? It could be something. It, I, it's definitely something petty. Or um, I was thinking maybe is it his cousin that he put on the last album and didn't ask permission or didn't give him royalties or something like on yeah, the voicemails and shit? It could be. Could be. That's what I'm saying. It, it's definitely gonna be something petty because every time I hear something like this, because uh, I mean Eminem had uh, family trying to sue him too. You know, a lot he even of, had a, a bully of, sue him too. I mean, his that mom tried to sue him, him, bro. That D'Angelo you know? Bailey lawsuit was insane. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was fantastic. Beautiful. Absolutely. So it, it, it's definitely a common thing, and it's something that every um, artist needs to learn on their own. And I think that's why he brings it up. Like, damn, like I tried to be, I try to give, I try to be um, the person that my city needed. And look what you guys are trying to fucking sue. My own family is trying to sue me. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers cut out his family mm-hmm. entirely. Yeah, man. They, they, as soon as they see you got money, they want to get petty and be like, yo, but what about us? You forgot about us type of shit, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Murder is stacking the President Act and the government taxing my funds in the bank. That's Which a is good line too. Kind of fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just talking about the real, real shit going on. Like, yo, they, I don't know about this, but yeah, you know, this is what they're doing to me. This is what they're doing to you. This is what they're doing to everybody. Yeah, and he's you even know? talking about Biden here and the President acting because he knows. I like the questions he posed, though. He's like, so he says, let's think about this for a second. Tell me what would you do for aesthetic? Would you sell your soul on credit? Would you uh, sell your bro for leverage? Where are the hypocrites at? What community uh, feel they only want, the only ones relevant? Where are the hypocrites at? What community feel they the only ones relevant? Yeah. I think that is a double-edged sword, and it can be read in multiple ways. Because I'll be honest, it's stupid to say. But I know too many people that don't care about, that only care about their own race and it doesn't make sense. It, it, it's kind of that thing of like, only this section's been oppressed. Only this section's been successful. Only, and then people want to blame each other for certain things. Certain people want to demean other people's mm. blame and it just becomes a cycle of like viciousness. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that kind of, I'll be honest, like the, the ending of that uh, verse is, that's what I kind of feel is like, He's sitting there talking about people who feel like their mindset and the people who are around them, their culture, their neighborhood, their their family. That's the only view. I'll, I'll be honest. That's kind of my opinion. Not in a, like a racial aspect, but just like you only see life through your own bubble anyways. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to take yourself out of that. But like then you start blaming certain people for certain things. You start pointing fingers where they there shouldn't be blame. It's a lot of, well, this culture did this to me, so let's do this back. Is like kind of what I read on that. Okay. Um, I can see that. And, I mean, a lot of it is just kind of like wage, leveling the question of <laughs> what would you do for success and what would you compromise? Yeah. Um, and I... I I think that he's one of the few that at least visually it looks like he's compromised the least, even though he probably feels like he's compromised a lot in either way. Because if you look at it, he's kind of demeaned in a way by um, other rappers because he doesn't do what they do and kind of trashes what they do, like with jewelry, with aesthetic, with all this other shit. Well, fuck, there's even a line in, um, I think it was... uh what what song was that? It was on Damn. Um, the line where he says at the end, uh, oh, it's on Element. When he says there's a difference between black artists and whack oh, artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that line kind of relates to that, too. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so you, so, so you're, you're basically talking about the last two uh, questions that he asked in that verse, right, Anthony? Like, yeah. about the community and about, uh, okay. Yeah, see, uh, okay, I got you. I got you on that. Um, I was looking more about the, the, the song on credit and uh, what do you, like, like would you would you would you snitch on your bro for leverage type of thing? Um, I just think that he in, in in that last part of the verse he's talking a lot about how you guys like you guys are are talking about how like oh like I'm this I'm that I'm big and bad I would never do this I would never do that it's like but when pressure hits you you fold <coughs> it's like that like it, it's hard for you to stay consistent with your word type of thing you yeah. know yeah so absolutely. Like, um, like, would you sell your soul credit? I think right there that he might be talking about himself. 
selling a song credit, you know, type of thing where he's like, like I'm Lucy talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Where he's just like, I would never do that. Like I'm going to give back to my city. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as Lucy approaches you and be like, yo, I can do a lot for you, my guy. I think, yeah. it, I, I do Sign think this contract, I do think it's partly that, but I think it's the idea of literally selling your success to a record label for a deal. It's leveraging money mm. you could make for success it's yeah, yeah, putting yeah. yourself back yeah. mm -hmm. to make something of yourself and that's that's the literal term of it yeah yeah absolutely. you know what i mean i'm talking about metaphorically because also and, it, and i got that it too, is about sure. you know like it's like uh it, it taking back it takes me back to the black mirror episode of miley cyrus right she, oh yeah yeah right which, which, which she basically signed her soul to a record deal and now they're controlling the type of songs that come out right yeah have you not seen lot. that episode? No, no, no. Now that's like kind of closed doors behind what's going on with, real, with a lot of artists. Like, let's say somebody like like uh, the the ones who Nicki Minaj and like Drake for an example, the people who put out the songs that people want to hear, oh, yeah. right? They make like them the most money. Exactly. Yeah. Right? They get the most attention. They're oh, yeah. the superstars of hip hop industry. You know, it's because they did give in to it and they did sell their soul. Yeah. And that's you know metaphorically to the devil and in literal terms is to the record labels to the powerful ones because they're like we control how much money you make. Uh -huh. now we want you to put this song out i don't want that conscious shit i don't want whatever it is you're trying to put on no, no, you need to put this out or your life is done yeah you sell the stuff that actually sells and that makes exactly. us money not the shit exactly. that puts thoughts into people's yeah. heads but then going back to the overall theme of the song about taking masks off like i think these mm -hmm. last questions here like i think he's that's why he put it at the end of the song is like at once all these masks are off then you can start asking these questions and make mm -hmm. people really think oh about yeah. It. yeah absolutely I like that. yeah it's a good it's a good perspective yeah um and even the last the outro when he's talking about you entertain the mediocre you need mm -hmm. to stop it you entertain old friends when they toxic mm -hmm. just, i mean that could also he's be a mask about, uh, oh yeah absolutely he's, yeah, he's talk, i think he's talking about like modern society yeah type of, type of shit you know what i mean you guys are entertaining mediocre shit you're listening to like i said drake Nicki minaj that's mediocre shit right um you need to stop it entertaining old friends when they toxic so it's like laughing at a friend when he does some fucked up shit that is not right. It's not good, you know. Yeah. Instead of like, saying what? something, yeah, willing like like to step up. Hey, like you said, like it refers in the first verse, like people are soft. Like step the fuck up and be a be 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 good for the world, not good for yourself. Yeah, yeah. willing to you forego know? your, no, willing to stick to your morals instead of foregoing mm -hmm. them for friendship. Yeah, basically. what is your life like? Bullshit and gossip. Like damn, y'all living a fake life bullshit and gossip yo I know so many people whose entire life is just filled with bullshit and gossip and yeah. I'm like how do you live that way how, how do you like that and they're constantly worried about other people yeah I'm like why like that's what you guys like you like living this way you like being mad you especially know because you know a lot of people <laughs> who, are, who are that way you know what I mean hey. it's like bro like and, and I just know other people it's just like that's why my eyes just got big you, I didn't say shit <laughs> yeah like why do you why do you care so much yeah focus on you my guy focus on you you know yeah mm -hmm. it's a fun what world what the fuck is cancer <laughs> culture dogs it this is the <clears throat> first time he really brings <clears throat> it up yeah and then that that, that take that takes me back to <clears throat> the, the the conscious album shit like i said man like i guess that's not necessarily cancer culture but you know people try to cancel that shit you know putting out albums and you know some music that really means something but yeah i do have like, i don't give a fuck i'm gonna put out whatever the fuck i want to put out you can have whatever fucking opinion you want i do have a question what the fuck does oklahoma mean oklahoma yeah i have no idea still no i think we're gonna find out eventually um 
I know he renamed himself. I'm sure there's an Oklahoma something in history. Same thing that Tupac did with Machiavelli. You know, when he changed his name to Machiavelli, I'm assuming Kendrick Lamar's doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I look and I up think Oklahoma that website will says, cost, that'll be like his main hub for like the rest of his career. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. I look up Oklahoma and it says, "Did you mean Oklahoma?" Yeah, that's what you thought it was at first. <laughs> I too. did. Too. Like Oklahoma. Oh shit. Are you worried about a critic? Nah. Um, Worldwide Steppers or what? That's my favorite song on the album. God, this song. The storytelling in the first part is like crazy. This this song is like so tense and like dark too. Yes, yes. So, I'm a killer. He's a killer. She's a killer. Bitch. We some killer Wagazabi's trying to scratch that itch, and he's talking about like literally like everyone is a killer in some aspect not necessarily like a murder like yeah. full on murder but you're killing something every yeah. day I, yeah i think he's talking um i mean we could be just see we, okay so so <laughs> when i when i first heard it i immediately thought compton right i immediately thought compton everybody everybody in compton's a killer type of thing right this is what i grew up with he's a killer she's a killer like everybody this is this is the world i live in everybody's a killer um that's then interesting. He talks about, I took it a different way. That's interesting. Yeah, but then he talks about germaphobe, hetero, right? Mm-hmm. Society. Yeah. Society's the killer. Yeah. Everybody is their own killer because you got homophobes putting gay people down. You got racists putting um a specific uh other uh a specific race down. Germaphobes. You got people shitting on other people who don't believe in the vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hetero. Yeah. Same. Same shit. Um. That's when I was like, oh, no, he's talking about society. Yeah. Everybody's a killer. You guys are killing each other. Us as a human race is killing each other right now. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Because we can't fucking get along. You know what I mean? If, if you, like, it goes, it's with everything, man. Broncos fans hates Raiders fans. Fucking. Not if you look um, at me, all if, my if, fucking if, friends if, are Raiders fans. If you fans. voted for Donald Trump that first time and people didn't, like, that was a war within itself. And it's just going the same thing with Biden. Yeah. Right? Um, the pandemic, if you're for the vaccine and this person's not, it's a war. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a killer. You guys are literally yeah. just offing yourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I got a little bit of both of those. I think it's literal and it's figurative. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, there is the point where, like, we all do damage to ourselves over time regardless. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, killing not necessarily as, like, exactly murder. It's, yeah. like, more... There's different layers to being a killer. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're mm. the way I the way I, I view it is um we're killing our um damn how do I fucking word this because th- this whole album and everything that I am is a very spiritual and aware yeah. conscious person right and us disagreeing with each other that much like with the examples that i just gave is keeping us from being able to grow because in order to grow we need to get along with our neighbors and we mm. need to get along with each other so i think that's what he's saying yeah killing like we're literally killing our souls as a whole yeah no i can see that i think mm. i think I, I can see all the different aspects of it especially when you put two people's um opinions in the same room i think everything is right honestly i think that's the beauty of rap and art in general is the fact that you can have your own interpretations. Um, but I, I do think it can go both ways. It can be you're killing yourself physically, you're killing yourself by soul, mm-hmm. you're killing your neighbors by soul, all this other stuff because everybody wants to constantly fight and put each other down. You don't want to put out a hand to help anybody. It's always how do you further your agenda or how you feel, shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So. I like how um, he mentions both of his kids in this first verse and he basically talks about how he's going to hand down his knowledge and uh 
intelligence to his children and try to carry out his legacy is is the way i took it anyway because he says you know uh, life as a protective fighter i killed for her um my son enoch is part two when i expire my children will make higher valleys yeah like my children are going to continue my goal as um as as, as a spiritual person i guess yeah mm -hmm. you know what i'm no, saying absolutely yeah um then he talks about his sex addiction a little yep. bit touches on the list. <coughs> about yeah. my lust addiction mm -hmm. text based ambitions gonna let them serve yeah um i, I know uh, for a while he was struggling um with that and he was you know he had a sex addiction <coughs> and was being very um unfaithful to his wife and that also came with the rich and fame and you know we talked about it all, uh, talked about that already how he became greedy <coughs> and let that world swallow him and it made him become disloyal to his wife and it made him basically become distant from from his children and and yeah everything yeah. you know and absolutely it's not from what i've gathered that it's not what he believes he is here for mm -hmm. absolutely you can tell this man has a uh a vision for his future for sure absolutely he he knows he's here for a reason you know um look ask god to speak through me and i channeling bro i'm telling you he's channeling people <coughs> you know what i mean oh yeah ask god to speak through me like this is his message and i'm giving it to you guys yes absolutely um i know there was a specific lyric in this song <coughs> so the first verse is definitely like him more coming to <coughs> he's setting the whole shit up yeah basically mm -hmm. he, he's talking about he, he's putting out the stuff that he has on the table. He's talking about his wife mm -hmm. and his kids. He's talking he's about his sex up. addiction. He's opening mm -hmm. up. He's telling you where he's standing. Yes, yes. And you lead into this. This is his. Shout out to Usher. These are my confessions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so you go into the first time, basically, like him having sex with a white woman. That's where. The hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all skip way ahead. Oh, what about teleporting out of my body? <laughs> Do you, you, you guys yeah, know what that God is, right? The dream world? You guys seen Insidious, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, well, they call it the further in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Astral uh, projection. Astral projection. Bam. He's astral projecting, yeah. bro. Have you guys ever astral projected? No. No. This shit's crazy. I haven't. All right, so I haven't fully been able to leave my body. But there's been a couple times where I can feel myself leaving. But then it's like... It takes such deep concentration to be able to, like, do it and, like, fully leave. So, like, as soon as I realize what's going on, I break my concentration. I just, like, hop right back into my body, bro. And I'm like... And I've only been able to do it, like, when when uh, when I'm on shrooms or when I'm in, um, like, a super, super deep sleep. Hmm. I don't think I've ever... It's... Never, I, I'll be honest. I've never done shrooms. So, it's one thing that, like, is on... It's on the list. There's got to be a specific time and place for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Especially with kids running around, I don't think that's uh, conducive. Literally, right here, he's talking about you know I don't pass judgment, past life regressions help me uh, keep me in question. Where did I come from? I don't think like I used to. So he's talking about how he's changed. Yeah, right. You know how he's not the same person anymore. Like this, the Kendrick today is not the same Kendrick from before. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what when he goes into awkward stares at everybody. So he's mm -hmm. realizing he's a different person, and now he's yep. realizing he's starting to realize what this killing is that mm -hmm. everybody's doing. Leaving the matrix, man. Yeah, he's leaving the matrix, bro. Yeah, no, you can definitely tell. Like, 
he did a lot of like self-reflection for this album he did a lot of mm-hmm. uh like oh, soul he surgery. did all that in in to paint a butterfly man and we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later because the second half of the album is what really connects with to paint a butterfly and I'll, yeah we'll, we'll get into that um um later um i like how he said he prayed to the flowers and trees yeah, I really like that like, because it's like he's changing a religion or something. Yeah. No, no, yes. I mean, yes, yes, because I mean, the religion that he grew up—I don't know if he was Christian or God. Or, I think or, it was Catholic. Or it's Catholic. Um, you only pray to one man, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you, so myself and Janelle, my my girlfriend, we're very spiritual uh, people, and we believe that God is all. Right. God is, and, and especially the earth. Right, the God is God is the universe. God, God is everything. Mm-hmm. So he's you not like I mean? the stereotypical like one man that exactly. people say. Yeah, God is everything. So he says, I pray to the trees, to, to the to the what is it, trees and flowers, flowers and trees. Yeah, and it's just like this. You know, we are meant to connect to the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Mother Nature, Mother Nature. You know, the earth is us. Yeah. Right. When when yeah. when we die, we fade into the earth. Right. Um. So I, I really like how, how we said that. Like, like, like he's letting everybody know, like, bro, like, I'm like, everybody knows me as uh, a religious person. You hear the prayers in Good Kid, Mad City. Damn. Like, but, and, and later on the album, it talks about how he doesn't follow that religion anymore. But um, he's saying, like, I, this is what I pray to. Like, this is this is where I feel connected. I feel connected to nature. Yeah, and he even says that with the next line. He says, gratification to the powers that be. Saying there's yes. power in everything around it. Yeah. Yo, it's a lot more spiritual. And yeah. he talks about the ghost of Doctor Sebi. Brings up Doctor Sebi. I'll be honest. That's the, I have uh, no fucking clue. Is related to Michael Jackson. Doctor Sebi is the man who had the cure to cancer and uh, died. I don't remember what he died from. And Nipsey Hussle was uh, making a documentary of uh, Doctor Sebi got murdered before the documentary came out. He did work with Michael Jackson. That's how I found. Oh, him did he? He yeah, also okay. worked with Aliyah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And Aliyah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson gets you know whatever the fuck it was that he died from. Same with Aliyah. Whatever the fuck it was. Anybody that has a connection to Doctor Sebi is dead. It's wild. Kendrick yeah, that Lamar's is next. some creepy shit. You bro. think Kendrick Lamar? No, he doesn't have a connection to him. But yeah, he, he said something. He said something praises. to get some attention. Bro, there's always possibilities, man. That would be fucking. Like, he he not only had the cure to cancer, he had the cure to like uh, uh AIDS. He had the cure to fucking everything. And because like the herbalist, like holistic approach. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I think it was that in Africa, like South Africa. A lot of people like, like use that shit oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely there are people who build religions off of that shit yeah there's a reason why i think it is in europe or some other country like even cancer rates over there are way lower oh, than over yeah. here mm-hmm. obesity all that shit we have a lot more uh we let shit go a lot more over well here. that and everyone here is so conventional as far when it goes it comes to shit like that oh yeah no one wants to try some experimental shit oh yeah like i mean would you take a risk if you, you didn't sure know? about that? Because I see a lot of people taking the vaccine. That's pretty experimental shit. That is pretty. Experimental. It, it is very <laughs> experimental, bro. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But, but there's a difference. That's like when people, you have people feel like they have to because they're being told to. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it's like I don't know. you have the sheep, and then you have the people who just want to fucking get the shit over with, and then you you do have the detractors, the ones who want to push against and i'm i'm not saying either way is right i'm not saying either way is wrong i'm just saying that everyone definitely has their own opinions i do Mm. personally believe more like the holistic approach type thing like i i I do get what both sides would be going for yeah and i honestly i think kendrick might be (laughs) anti-vaccine that's what it sounds sounds like like. honestly do you know that the rates in uh 
anti-vax people are much higher in the black community than, are, than they are in any other community because of history. Like mm-hmm. they are so like they're oh, so used to the, being force-fed yeah, shit. Yeah. Tuskegee Bad experiment. Shit. Yeah, the Tuskegee yeah. experiment alone is one of the best examples of why black people and people of color distrust the government is they are regularly put in front of these things to be tested on you know, first. The, 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 thing, the thing with the black community and uh, all other communities is they've they got a first I'm so happy taste. you're not white saying that because it'd be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> the thing <laughs> they, about uh, the black they community. Get, they, well, you know, they, they, they got a first-hand taste of um, being... Fuck, I had it in my head. The being, being um, like... They get they get, they got the first hand view of what it's like to be mistreated and tricked basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. you know what I mean. More and than any like, other recently. Yeah, they got the whole Reagan I mean? era um, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and it's like they don't they 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 recognize it's like they recognize phony better than anybody else. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And well, they've the been whole, fed shit with lies for how long? Exactly. Um, and then so like that stuff like that is familiar. You know what I mean. So when it come when it came to the vaccine stuff, it definitely just looked like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I to this day still think it's all all a bunch of bullshit too. You know, and that's why that's probably why the numbers are so much higher. You know, because they're over here like. Man, we know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, we're not stupid. Like, y'all, yeah. y'all want to keep us thinking. You want to keep the whole world thinking we're stupid, but we're not dumb. We know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is like, oh, they wouldn't do that to us. They, they wouldn't do that to us. Like, really? You don't sure? look at every other government that's done the exact same shit that ours doing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. They wouldn't do that to us, but, you know, nah. they let 9 11. <laughs> right. You know. And nine eleven was an inside Hirosh- job. Hiroshima never happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was also an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> that one was an inside job. Yeah. Seven eleven was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think every seven eleven is an inside job. I but. fucking hate seven <laughs> eleven. It's my favorite gas station. I'm sure it is. Come and goes mine. And that it gave me about fifty extra pounds. Their good pizza's pretty good. I don't see. I love their taquitos, you know, bro. Steak yeah, and cheese. I, yeah. I'm very surprised with their pizza. I, I fuck with their pizza. It's I had bad. it for the first time last week. I was like, oh, for shit. real? Yeah. Damn, Damn, right before the podcast too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. dope. Yeah. He's like, I just had Seven Eleven pizza, and that shit was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's not bad for a gas station pizza. It is not bad. The only other pizza I think is better gas station wise is Flying J. Never That's a truck stop. You yeah. know. The Hunts Brothers? You don't like the Hunts Brothers? Hunts Brothers is good too. I yeah. put them third, but Flying J's Pizza? Never had it. The Big life slices, of a trucker. Nice. F- yeah, for real. <laughs> Being a trucker, you get everybody's pizza. <laughs> you yeah. try everybody's pizza. <laughs> oh, bro, there's been some shit gas stations. Yeah, sometimes too. you have no choice but to eat fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it's, it's fucked. You drive a, a truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Class B driver. Um, he worked at Waste with me for a while, too. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say something now, nah, but you know, this say is, it. no, fuck no, no, no. You, fuck them all. This is your guys' podcast. You can get in trouble for shit like that. I mean, there's no connection anymore. Is there? <laughs> what connection? What? Waste? No, no, no. It's not that. I it's, could go back, but it's when you guys, you know, when we'll talk about that later. But um, don't fucking forget. We always forget. Yeah, we do um, this all the time. <laughs> put a fucking alarm on it. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, bro. Um, I deliver plumbing materials. Okay. So I'm hauling um, like water heaters, bathtubs, gas pipe, water pipes, PVC pipes, the water pipes and shit. Um, he's hauling pipe. He's laying the my pipe. pipe game strong, baby. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. So back on it. We are. We're still on the first verse. We f- are we? We, we? we finished the second. I moved we, on we the were second about verse. The second. So we're, now we're on to the the Third first verse. time I fucked a white bitch. Yes. 
Oh yeah, second mm, verse. Second right. verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first time I fucked a white bitch, I was sixteen at the Palisades. Pretty self-explanatory. I like the second um, first more with the uh, <laughs> second time I fucked a white bitch. Uh, just cause, Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, just because of like the way he describes why he did it in yeah. his mind. Uh, but so for the first verse, uh, fumbling my grades to travel with the team. The Apache Life Centennial was when Miss Baker screamed that Doughboy mixed their purple with Purple Rain. They interchanged the seeds, happy just to be out the hood with all the wealthy kids, credit cards, and family plans. She drove her daddy's bins. So it's like one of the first times in life he's felt safe. It's yeah. basically like what you kind of get out of it. Yeah. No, but he's like found out that her dad was a sheriff, and he was the one who locked up his uncle. So now he's getting retaliation by like, fucking his daughter. So it's so the she fir- paid her daddy's sins. Yeah. It's the first example of like revenge fucking that he does, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which seems to be almost a theme with his uh, lust. <laughs> and it kind of goes even deeper if than that. It goes talk, yeah, exactly. it kind of goes back to like slavery and stuff like that yeah, as far as like black yeah, and white relations well, and, deeper that, than that. and that's what mm-hmm. it even leads to even more in the the second verse because he specifically says he's like i feel my ancestors and he says it's like maybe i'm racist. racist yeah yeah ancestors watched me fuck was like retaliation it's crazy um, but so that's a win-win she paid her daddy sins next time i fuck with a white bitch was out in copenhagen good kid mad city to where i flourished on them stages whitney asked that i have a problem i said i might be racist ancestors watching me fuck was like retaliation that was so hard the first time i heard it too it was like oh damn yeah that shit was like i thought it was the third verse but no i guess it's still in the second it's fucking that is hard though like yeah coming to that realization like you really only did this as like a fuck you it's not even like hey i was like super into this chick it was just fuck you yeah um Chorus, you got the I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer bitch. Yeah, yeah. And but the, more of the hetero goes, homophobic. Yeah, because it got cut off to yeah. begin with. You got the germophobic, hetero, and homophobic photoshopping lies and motives. Hide your eyes, then pose for the pick. That kind of goes deep, too, talking about like even like more progressive people who say they're for like certain causes or whatever. Mm, oh, yeah. They Fuck, lie yeah. and pose yeah. as they support things. Exactly. Let's talk about All these Amber Heard. All right. Yeah. You got these motherfuckers, you know, posting their profile pictures for uh it's they got the ukrainian flag but it's like are you donating to ukraine are you doing like, it are you doing anything no you, know, no, you no. can actually volunteer to go over there right now yeah fight. really i'm like yeah. are you doing no you're not right you're just it's, hey i want to sh- show people for you guys right. type of shit i want right? to show people that on they you know, yeah who are saying same with the you know with the black lives matter thing yeah and it, it goes with fucking everything yeah everything um fucking fake motherfuckers yep i i i do think it's kind of uh, it's, it's almost like another thing of taking off the mat. Like, it's like, <coughs> oh, or what I was really going to say was another perfect example is the Amber Heard thing with the divorce. She got, what, 3.5 to 7 million, somewhere in there, with the divorce. And then she pledged that she was going to donate it and then never did. Never All did. people pay attention to is the lip service and then they close their eyes. And now they're seeing what's really going on. Yeah. Hey, you guys didn't really talk that much about the Amber Heard case. It's because it's not done up. yet. There's fucking... No, but I mean, I, would, I was expecting to hear um, just more about it. Oh, we talked because... about how she was going on camera oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> you, you, you guys like, basically talked about like what's, what's popping on social media with it and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's so... I kind of want to wait till everything gets released so we can really so like, go deep on it. Deep okay, okay. Yeah. 
It's okay, gonna be a big sense. one. Yeah, because I, I was looking for a deep dive. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of interested, but I'm not interested enough to watch the case. Right. But maybe these guys can tell me something I don't know already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been a lot going on. We'll definitely get into that it's, on it's another one. Definitely the most chaotic it, fucking case. It's in bad, the world, man. bro. It's so I'm waiting for the bad. HBO Max series, basically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, they're definitely know. gonna make a movie. Out of <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be like the fucking Tiger King thing. They already made Jeez. a fucking Peacock the series Pam out of it. God, that's so. Oh, the Pam and Tommy one, I can stand by a little bit more. I still haven't seen it but i mean those are people that are actually interesting who gives a fuck about like the relationship of johnny depp and amber heard realistically if it yeah. wasn't for the fact she's shit in the bed no <laughs> one would care that should have been the end of it right there it should have and like who the fuck shits in somebody's bed <laughs> that alone Case is domestic closed. violence it's honestly <laughs> no sane person no normal person gonna shit on someone's bed no matter how mad they are they might stab you, but they're that, not going to fucking shit that, in your That's butt. in the middle of mental and physical abuse right there. Like, that's fucking fucked up. Like, if, if that happened to me, I don't. I literally don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'd probably laugh. I'd laugh at first. I'd be like, what the fuck? Can I think I, I would laugh now. Beforehand, if I was them in the moment, I would have been just fucking fuming. Yo, can I, can, can I say that I've had a similar situation? No! Once? It was, no, what? It was probably during an act, though, wasn't it? <laughs> an act? A sex Do act? I look like a fucking during, during what? Fucking. No, no. no. This uh. was this is a petty story, just like oh you know, no Johnny Depp story. But you know, no. damn, that's it sad. Is, it's uh, it's, you gonna tell uh, names too? No, no, Fuck! I can't tell names. No, I can't. But, Make you know, up a name. Say, you know, it, first off, it wasn't that person specific shit. Let's say it was dog shit, but it was placed on my bed out of jealousy because I was okay getting okay. it's still not great it's, it's not great it's a little <laughs> more i don't, I don't want to say understandable the, the, the only thing not the only thing that isn't similar is it, it, it was just dog feces and not she not said it shit. was but what? you know she said it was what are you talking about uh, uh, amber heard Oh, that it was it was her. She, she yeah. said it was the dogs. Oh, it was a dog. Yeah, that's what she tried then, to do. Yeah, oh, and then she oh, came she out and said okay. it was hers. Like, yeah, it was I, a prank. He said, "I picked up the dogs' fun. I know what it looks like." And, and she's like, "Yeah, up. it was just a, a bad prank." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, for mine, yeah, mine was definitely out of out of petty. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> that yeah, that's fun. You'll have to tell me names <laughs> in a minute, though. It's gonna be an interesting story, <laughs> my guy. I'll say so. Verse three: Eight billion people on Earth, silent murderers, nonprofit preachers, and church crooks and burglars. Hollywood corporate and school teaching philosophies you either gonna be dead or in jail killer psychology that section alone is fucking wild it is um basically it kind of goes into the idea of what's being taught in school the things that are being ignored and the things that are giving given way too much time like the fact that we're arguing right now the whole Florida don't say gay bill thing which isn't the isn't actually don't say gay it's just I haven't even looked into that it's fucking stupid literally people are just mad that they're trying to take away the opportunity to tell little kids about being gay and stuff which honestly like that part of the anatomy shouldn't be taught until later in curriculum like it's something that should be discussed just but in it's general not, yeah, yeah it's not something that they're trying to argue being able to teach this stuff in preschools basically no it, it, what when it would like they should be te- taught like in health class like when was the first time i was in health class like i was in sixth grade, grade? yeah for me damn that's for me it was ninth grade man. yeah really? well, I mean, they, they offer class, it yeah. middle schools and elective yeah, and then do. they that's kind when of they should be offered is like they yeah. teach this kind yeah, of stuff in middle absolutely. school the fact also though it shouldn't be an elective <clears throat> The health class should be a requirement. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, hell yeah, right? I thought it was crazy. Yeah. And like, I'm like, shouldn't we know this shit? Like, yeah. every person, like, why do we have to choose to know yeah. how to put... <laughs> how do I insert my penis into a vagina? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm perfectly fine. If you... Don't get me wrong. I think it's a little silly. 
if I'm honest, but I am more than willing to call someone by whatever pronoun they want. Okay? Yeah. But that shouldn't be the focus of school. It shouldn't be about feelings. It should be about the reason you're fucking going to school is to learn shit. So have the shit you learn that kind of stuff way. from the real world. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's how I fucking learned it. Yeah. Well, fuck, even you in school, I mean? they don't even teach good shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, Most kids don't fucking that. pay attention when they get older anyways. Now they're just wanting to shove iPads in kids' faces at school. Yeah. They're barely teaching them. Yeah. I mean, you remember that one video of that one uh, white dude with the long hair? Uh, fucking like 2010. He's like yelling at the teacher. She's like, you just want to give these fucking kids test packets and not oh, actually yeah. reach out with them and touch them with your words. Yeah, he was going oh, that off. one that oh. went viral. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up going on Tosh.0 yeah. after. He was letting them have it. Oh, that was beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Um, Very well said. So uh, after that little line right there, why does it keep jumping back and forth? Silent Murder, what's your body count? Who's your sponsorship? Objectified so many bitches, I killed their confidence. <laughs> I mean... I think that's just more on it. It's yeah. kind of on his lust thing, but it's also on the fact that, like, it's just kind of... I, I don't I don't know if I'd call it toxic masculinity, because I think that's kind of bullshit, but it's the idea of... Do you think of, toxic masculinity is bullshit? To a degree. Oh, I, okay. I think it's not as big of a problem as people want to claim it is. People want to claim everything is toxic masculinity, or I feel like everybody. So what, what necessarily is toxic masculinity? Uh, showing like fucking acting like you're all macho and shit, and you're the fucking man in town, and I people think getting toxic. their feelings hurt. I think it. I, I think it's toxic, and it speaks about it on Father Time too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, hold on. I, what was the last part you said? About so, so like, get get people getting hurt. their feelings hurt because other men are trying to be too macho and too Billy mm-hmm. badass. See, now the reason why I think that's a toxic thing is because. What we as men have learned was to put feelings and emotions to the side and put up this front that we are this invincible being. And when it's bullshit, yeah, when it's bullshit, you know what I mean. It's like you, like you can't preach that that's bullshit, but then also preach that we should be comfortable with being able to open up to, let's say, our spouse or to a friend, right? Mm. Because that's kind of contradicting yourself, right? Because I think, and and as somebody who went through, um friendships and relationships where i wanted to be soft and i wanted to open up but i felt like i wasn't allowed to because then i get clowned on or then i get put down like man you are like man up yeah yeah, that's you know what i mean that's that's exactly what we that's exactly that's the toxic part man up we don't cry we don't show emotions like we're fucking brick walls and that's what we're supposed to be and i think that's the wrong idea but now people are trying to say even going to the gym is a sign of toxic masculinity. Well, there's oh, that, that, that's my point, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's okay. People, there, there are, that, so there's a spectrum. What? There's a spectrum in there where I do believe it. There's a point where, like, yeah, you shouldn't be constantly like, oh, I'm a badass and I'm better than everybody. Oh, nothing can hurt me type shit. Like, that's fucking di- just, it's just dumb. You yeah. should be able to express your feelings. You should be able to go get help, whether professionally or from a friend. Yeah. But... People are so fucking sensitive now that if they're 600 pounds, you have to be miserable with them. You, they cry because mm, you go to okay. the gym and they're like, I shouldn't have to fix myself. You see, to this. me, that's not toxic masculinity, though. No, that's Mas- their right. That's Mascul- what? Masculinity. Okay, I deserve Masculinity. <laughs> well, there's a Whatever. fucking line with everything. Like, there's a certain point where people take something too far. Yeah. Because all these problems do exist. But they only exist up until a point. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they even touch on. Uh, he even touches on that in this with uh, the toxic masculinity, or uh, not the toxic, the uh, fuck. What was the thing about? It'll come to me. I swear to God. <laughs> um, it's it's later in the album, but it's basically just about how like 
when we get to it, I'll, I'll remember it. Okay. okay. Um, so after that, the media is the new religion. He killed the consciousness. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, um, when he's saying the media, he's going. It's the same thing as the first song where he talks about um, everybody just paying attention to their phones and shit. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. So that, that's yeah, pretty straightforward. Your jealousy is way too pretentious. You killed accomplishments. Yeah, um, that that line goes deeper than what it seems to. I think there's a lot of things yeah. that go into that. There's. And this is gonna. I, I sound kind of way too right wing in this episode, and I don't like it. But I, I think it kind of leads itself to the participation trophies. I think it leads itself to. I, I get yes, everyone should be equal, but at the same time, we shouldn't sit here and pushy like lower the goalposts so far that everyone is fine. You see, I took it a completely different way. Okay. Um, when it says like jealousy is way too pretentious, you killed accomplishments. I think it means like people are so focused on what other people are doing on social media and especially like celebrity that big accomplishments like they what they have almost feel like moments take away take away like an everyday person's small accomplishment like an accomplishment could be like waking up on time and going to the gym that's an accomplishment but but everybody's but everybody's focusing about it yeah Yeah. everyone's focused on the big shit that they're jealous of like the wrong shit i can just like it's like um it's almost like 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 a hater you yeah, know what I mean, they you reach a certain level of success and you put them down for it, like, oh, you know, and that's what you know, you think you're better than all of us, type of deal. Yeah. And that's not really what you're, yeah, exposed. That's, that's not your purpose of, of, you know what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's like us with me and you. We dropped our first short film, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, but if, yeah. You, but if you're like but, looking at somebody else doing something bigger, you kind of like feel like yours is not as important. That's, no, that's kind of like what I, I, mean. I, I can see it. In multiple directions, because I mean, I, I think you can take it the literal way. I think you can take it in a more figurative way. I think you can literally like look at the point of like people just taking shit away because it hurts their feelings. Like, how many times have you heard or listened to something or watched something that offended someone that makes it to where they have to go de- delete a scene yeah. or delete something or? commit to an apology that isn't necessary yeah like it's stuff like or that. even like, when people do apologize that's not even enough yeah every time someone if someone f- was forgiven for something stupid they fucking did years ago and everything's fine why bring it up again yeah but every time someone that had a fuck up in the past makes amends and fixes something and becomes successful again it's right back to square one because oh you're gonna support uh you fill in the blank. Right. So you can't have accomplishments without being, having it taken away immediately because of the fact that someone's pissed because you didn't atone enough. Right. So there's stuff like that. And then you go on to, uh, uh, I'm not going to read that word. Uh, blank killed freedoms of speech. Everyone's sensitive. If your opinion, fuck round and leak might as well send your will. And that's pretty much like what's been going on a whole hell of a lot lately. Oh yeah. It's denouncing cancel culture. It's denouncing being able being to share your opinion. Yeah, like people yeah. are so sensitive. It's literally like what I said in the last thing. It's just you can't express your opinion without Getting almost feeling like backlash. Yeah, you can't be you'll you'll be thrown in like Twitter some, jail or whatever. Throw your opinion. A million other people have their opinion against you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's fucking annoying. Uh, the industry has killed the creators. I'll be the first to say to each exec, I'm saving your children. We can't negotiate. I caught a couple of bodies myself, slid my community. 
my last Christmas toy drive in Compton handed out eulogies. Not enough, or not because the rags in the park had red gradient, but because the high blood pressure flooded the catering. I think you can take that in like two ways. Obviously, like the literal way, like high blood pressure is like killing people, obviously. But Which is high blood pressure can be like high blood pressure is like high, like, like the gang bloods. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think he kind of goes away from that uh, specific uh, instance of it. Because I, I could see it that way, too. Yeah. But when he says, uh, not because the rags in yeah, the park had that's red that's why gradient. I think it's more the literal sense. Like, yeah. Well, especially when you look at statistics, the number one killer of black people is high blood pressure. Yeah. So, it makes sense. Um, so, what's the difference between your life when hiding motives? more fatalities and reality bring you closure the noble person that goes to work and pray like they post to slaughter people to you your murders just a bit slower yeah like you're killing yourself slowly. yeah yeah that, that, that's um, where i feel like your point is definitely stretched in more yeah um and then you got the chorus again and on to the next song which is die hard is there anything you had to say about the last section of worldwide severs nate no, I don't think okay. so. Um, no, okay, not okay. on that. Um, so moving on to my least favorite song of the album, and I think it was kind of hit another one of those things. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, I'll agree. I think it's my least favorite, but not because it's not. It, it doesn't mean it's not good. It's just probably the one that fits the album the least. And it kind of like when I was listening to the album the first time, the first two songs like just kept fucking going, and this one kind of kill the momentum yeah. a little bit for me it, it, it felt like another one of those explore explorations into almost like that club music type of mentality it still had the headiness there mm-hmm. that i like but it wasn't uh i don't know it felt the there were certain things about it that were too distracting and i don't i don't know so what, what do you what, think the whole song overall is about um die hard yeah 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 what do you think honestly i'll this is the one that I had a harder time following because of the way it was presented. I think it's, I think it is for what it is. Basically you look at the original lyrics. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. It's about trying to, in my opinion, like cover pain, numb pain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with something flashy or a pill or something like that. Something poppy, some, a chain, something like that. It's good. I think it's, has to do with like, trying to find trust in other people and trying to find love in other people okay. like going on that kind of journey okay i think it's uh a conversation with god is what okay. he's having um and the reason i say that um so okay so this is this is this is like the first song where i where i started realizing that he uh throughout the album seems like he's trying to get the forgiveness that he needs to grow spiritually, right? Um, he talks about and to pimp a butterfly where he kind of fucked up his opportunity to go to heaven. Do you guys, do you guys know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about, right? I think so. Where where where, where he approached the homeless man, uh, how much the dollar cost, and the homeless man was begging him for money. Turned and, out to be right, and he was yeah. just like, "No, nah, like fuck you, like man, I'm rich, I'm this and that, like I worked hard for my shit, I never begged, yeah. I'm this and that, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like that's that's where I'm from, baby." Right. Yeah. And when he finally, when when the homeless man finally give up, he told him, uh, he's like, I'm gonna tell you how much. He's like, I I am. He was like, I'm the son of Jehovah, the higher power. 
um, the, the something of Nazareth or whatever, and he tells him, like, I'll tell you how much a dollar costs. Um, a price, it's a price for a spot in heaven. Embrace your loss. I'm God. Like Kendrick Lamar went, so Kendrick Lamar went to Africa. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. He went to Africa to find himself mm -hmm. because he was so lost and and he felt so bad about himself for everything for for giving into the uh, uh, rich and fame and mm -hmm. becoming a greedy person. So he went to Africa to find a spiritual self and he was asking for God and he was praying. He was like, "Yo, like I I need to talk to you. I I need to hear from you. Like I, I'm I'm losing my shit." And God gave him an opportunity, and he was like, mm, "Are you really ready to change, my my guy? Because you wouldn't even give a homeless man one dollar, and you're a millionaire." I, I can't remember what song it is. I think it's off a of damn where uh, I'm dying of thirst. No, no that's not Good Kid. Is Good, Good Kid, Kid Mass City? Yeah. yeah. So, Sing about me. I'm dying of thirst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So um, my bad. Go ahead. No, you know, you're good. I was just piggybacking off of it. It's okay. just what that reminded me of. Um, so when he's saying, I hope I'm not too late to set my demons straight. I know I made you wait. How much can you take? I think he's telling God, like, damn, like, I like I know, like, it took so long for me to finally um, realize, like, where I've been fucking up. Like, I thought I was good after uh, Good Kid Mad City. I thought I was good, but I didn't realize there's a lot more shit that I needed to work on within myself to finally be allowed to have that special spot mm -hmm. in heaven, right? Yeah. And he's telling him, I hope you can see the God in me because there's a God in all of us, right? We are all one being um, connected spiritually. You know what I mean? Oh, if yeah. every single person in, in, in on earth can reach the same level, the, the, the high level of spirituality, we'll be able to connect with each other in a way that seems impossible to us right now. Yeah. Right? So I think that, that, that's that's what he's telling. That's that's who he's talking to. Is like then this song, like I said, I, I actually like I'm a little up, upset that you guys like kind of like don't really fuck with this song so much because when I heard, it, I was like, oh, bro, was yeah. like, yo, hey, damn. I, I, I'm not saying like, I don't like it. No, I'm not. I'm just no, no, saying, you guys yeah, just, like yeah. it, it, it's, it's on your lower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but to me, this was a deep, especially because you know, shimmy, shimmy, coco. Shout out to little Anthony and the Imperials. <laughs> Back in like I don't know yeah. if you guys know who that is. Oh, man. way way back. You know what I mean? Shimmy like, shimmy, like go, go, pop. Shimmy yeah. shimmy pop. Like I liked it. I, I I predicted that he would make some reference, like some old blues reference. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, album I told you to know about. Him. Like I think he might like do some little bit of blues. Oh yeah. Just because um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers reminded me of Little Anthony and the Imperials. See, that, okay. I got that kind of vibe too. It was like a, uh, almost like uh, what's his name's last movie he did uh. Black Panther, top of the head. Can't think. I can't remember. I don't know. The actor, actor Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. The the last movie he came out with on Netflix. Big uh, something. Mama's. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I forget. Ma I know Mama, what you movie you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wow. Yeah, but that with the title when the title came out is like it sounds like a band. Yeah, it, it does sound like that bluesy like Motown era. Yeah. Like get down like James Brown mm -hmm. type of stuff. And then he talks about uh, where I be without your love. Rest your wings and trust. I feel you deep. Um, angels, you know what I mean. Angels have wings. Oh yeah, you know that's, absolutely. This, this, that, that's why I really, I really think he was definitely talking to God, definitely talking to his ancestors, and you know all the spirit, everybody that he feels he needs their acceptance from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first one, do you love me? Do you trust me? Can I trust you? Don't judge me. I'm a diehard. It gets ugly. Too passionate. It gets ugly. Uh, and in that sense, so this can be a double thing, right? Um, so he could be talking to Whitney. 
as well, right? Yeah. Um, and and he's and he, and he's telling her like uh, like he said like I like I'm a diehard. Um, not only is he too passionate for her, but he's too passionate for, I mean, the hood, bro. Like like he and he's he's spoken about it multiple times how he can't leave the hood. Like this is me, mm-hmm. and and I need to stay loyal to who I am and where I came from. You know, especially you know when it comes to to Compton, like people in, in Compton um feel like don't like how do i put it and i had to talk with my cousin about this my cousin's from compton he grew up his whole life in Compton. he's still in compton right and we we were we were driving down uh um um figueroa one day if you're from compton you know figueroa um and he was telling me how like we were talking about music and he was telling me about how people who like make it but leave Compton and kind of like, just like leave, like just leave Compton and don't want anything more to do with it. Or be, they get viewed as bad. Okay. Right. I can and see that. People in Compton are just like damn, like you forgot about us. Like don't ever forget where you came from. And then you start to get looked down upon. So like he was telling me, people in Compton love Kendrick Lamar, but they hate the game. Uh. And I was like, damn, they hate the game. Like for real, like I felt like game was like ride hard. He's like, because all he talks about in every album right? is about. But God. but apparently he's just like no, like he basically like. It's a dropped show. it like dropped them and and it's unfortunate and then Kendrick Lamar talks about it too. He's like it's unfortunate that you guys still that you guys will not ride with me if I move on. But the point in getting out of Compton is to move on. Is yeah. like you guys you guys are contradicting yourselves and like you want your people to do good, but you don't want them to leave. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, do you want me to do good or not? Because if you're holding me back, then you're not helping me grow. Yeah, because like know? those people saying that stuff won't do anything themselves to get themselves exactly, out either. You know, yeah. they they just you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I completely understand. A lot of people just feel abandoned in yeah, that that's aspect. Why I lost my way. Um, so yeah. wonder where I lost my way. Been waiting on your call all day. Tell me, you in my corner right now? When I fall short, I'm leaning on you to cry out. We all go. We all got enough to lie about. My truth too complicated to hide now. Can I open up? Is it safe or not? I'm a little afraid you relate or not. I mean, like I said, this is uh, you know, it could be him talking to Whitney, um, and and like I said, the way that I understand it is him talking to God. It's it's a, it's a double, you know. Um, he's obviously confessing to his wife, like, damn, like my life is out there. Everybody knows about my life. Everybody listens to my music. They know what I'm doing. There's no reason to hide it from you anymore. There's no yeah. reason to lie uh, to you anymore. Like, uh, it's like, can I open up? Is it safe? Not like, can I can I tell you? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and like I said, it could be the same thing with God. Like, he's questioning, like, damn, like, why am I even trying to hide all this when, it, like, you already know what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, like, can I open up now? Like now, now can I expose myself? Yeah, yeah. and kind of goes back to when we're talking about toxic masculinity, masculinity, <laughs> fucking masculinity. whatever, whatever the masculinity. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, and then have a little, have faith a little. I might take my time. Ain't no saving face this time. Um, and then we'll only go over the chorus one time, real quick, just because it's uh, it's my blast. Right, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm not too late to set my demon straight. I know I made you wait, but how much can you take? I hope you see the oh, God in me. Oh, went through the chorus. Are you going through Did it we? again? Yeah, I talked all about the chorus. Oh, shit. I didn't say it. Right. Come on, Well, man. that's all we're doing then. Come on, man. We got the shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop again. And then verse two. I got some regrets, but my past won't keep me from my best. Compton. Mm. 
subtle mistakes felt like life or death. I want to see my family stronger. I want to see the money longer. Exactly. He wants to end the curse. He wants to continue this legacy that he has started. Um, and again, like when he talks about his past, it, it, it's the same thing with Compton. Like, this is almost like they don't want that, you know, like yeah. they're holding them back and type of, you know. Yeah, all absolutely. That shit. He's like, no, like, well, I want my bloodline to keep growing. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. trying to be here no more. Um, you know that I'd die for you. I get emotional about life. The w- I just fucking picture Ben Shapiro reading these lyrics now. Huh. It's not doing good for oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's who you sound like. Oh, no, it's so <laughs> awful. Uh, you know that I'd die for you. Uh, I get emotional about life. The lost one's keeping me up at night. The world might... The world be reminding me it's danger. I still... I'll still risk it all for a stranger. If I told you who I am, would you use it against me? I think right we're good wrong? on that. We can move on to the next song, okay. right? Uh, much, yeah, that's about cause, it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty, the rest of it is pretty self-explanatory. Just we explain what he would do. The whole thing. Um, father time. Now, this is the first song that made me cry, bro. I this got- is the first song that that definitely brought <laughs> tears in my eyes, and and it's it's a. Uh, I think it is a common thing that all men can relate to. Oh yeah. Um. Now, when you were talking Most earlier. Men. Men with dads. See, now you're looking at it the wrong way. Um, yes, 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 but it's not just the fatherhood. Now, here, here, here here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I know you were talking about earlier. Um, I think you're talking about this song. You're like, oh, like I thought his dad was good, right? Yeah. Now, this is what this is what I said. We'll get to it later. I don't think he was talking about his dad necessarily. He's talking about men in general and it, the same thing with toxic um ma- masculinity that's kind of what i got too yeah right he's like mm-hmm. this is how we are taught as men yeah. is let's see um so he's so he's talking about how he came from generation uh so he's talking about where he came from compton right um invasions um and daddy issues in um yeah, yeah just really talking about what, what what his experience was and where he came from but he talks about what like the typical dad expects from their son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's um. Damn, we have to go through the whole thing because I don't forget everything. So we'll, we'll start with verse one. Well, do you want to go with the intro? or You want to go verse one? Um, I, I mean, think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, the intro is the intro. Get some therapy, you know, talk about it type of thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So verse one, I come from a generation of home invasions and I got daddy issues. That's on me. Everything from four walls had taught me made habits buried deep. That man knew a lot, but not enough to keep me past them streets. My life is a plot twisted from directions that I can't see. Daddy issues ball across my head. Told me, fuck a foul. I'm teary-eyed. Want to throw my hands. I won't think out loud. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Look. Right. See, now now, right there. Right there. Is, is, um, um, so he's saying, uh, okay. So he's, it seems like he's talking about playing catch with his dad. All right, daddy issues, ball crossed my head, told me, fuck a foul. I'm teary-eyed, want to throw my hands out, I don't want to think out loud. So it's that shitting on him, basically. Like, damn, yeah. like, man, you can't catch that fucking ball, boy. Yeah. Are you fucking, come on, man. And, and he's serious, he's emotional, but he, and he wants to throw hands. But we were taught not to cry. Like, put your fucking emotions aside yeah. and throw the fucking ball right type of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what I took from that. And then, like I said, no. something that most people grew up with is tough thug it out thug it out be tough no right? trust me i got mm-hmm. that too uh, it's just a foolish pride exactly a foolish pride why can't we open up type of shit yeah no i get right? that for right? sure yeah, yeah just trust me my, my dad was the same way a lot of the time it was oh yeah it, 
in fr- <laughs> unless it was in front of my mom in front of my mom it was oh let's be sweet when it was me and my dad it was no you need to fucking pull your pants up and get the shit done mm-hmm. you can't sit here and dick around you ain't gonna get nowhere in life that way yeah uh, especially with football football yep. was the hardest part for me yeah, right here says daddy issues made me learn losses because you're never gonna beat your dad right you're never gonna beat your dad at anything and when your mom is that sweet one, she's trying to tell your dad, yo, the boy is, like he says, mama said boy is exhausted. She's trying to tell him, like, hey, like, let it, take it easy on him. And he said, nah, go fuck yourself, right? No, because yeah. my boy needs to be tough. Yeah. Toxic, bro. Toxic as fuck. Mm-hmm. I hate that Especially shit. Especially when life's a bitch, you could be a bitch or step out there marching. And exactly. And, and, bro, to- and, and, and this is what I'm saying. Like, this, this is something that hit home. Because, like, my, my, I didn't hear I love you from my parents until I became a grown man and, and moved out. Never heard my parents say I love you. Never got a hug from my parents. Nothing like that. And it's not that they don't love me. I know that they love me. They just show in a different way. It's exactly. Not, yeah. The way my parents um, expressed the love was you got food on your plate and a roof over your head. Be grateful, right? Yeah. I grew up strict as hell. My parents didn't let me do shit, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, and, and what's crazy is... You know that 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 like I said, that's how they express their love. They tell me what I have and everything. But now, as a grown man, I'm that's fucked up because as my parent, you're su- you're supposed to do that for yeah. me, type of thing, right? Yeah. Like God, my parents didn't teach me how to love. Therefore, it helped me. It, they made it to where I struggled a lot, knowing how to express love, you know, and 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 knowing how to open up and shit. And yeah. that's where that's where it comes from. Is from our dads. Right, we're so tough and we're so closed up and we don't open up because that's what our dads taught us and that's what their dads taught them and that's what that that you know so on and so yeah. forth. Right, and that's the kind of a thing to where like when you recognize that shit, that's like in a way kind of a good thing because now like when you have kids now you're like it's gonna not be gonna yeah it's gonna be different it's gonna be different yeah. right and that's why I feel like this what this that's exactly what I feel like this entire song is about is like yo like. He he talks about daddy look looking for I love you feeling this is on verse two by the way, um looking looking for I love you rarely empathizing for my relief bro exactly what I just said yeah exactly yep. what I just said my parents like they like I I love that you and your parents tell you I love you all the time you know what I mean I have the never first left the time house. bro the first time I ever heard this dude on the phone get get off the phone like hey I love you bye I was like you told your parents you love them. I was like, that's weird. Like, it was so weird to me. I was like, I don't tell my parents that. It's you one see, of those things that was so normal to me. Even, yeah. even when he was like, I was like, it's just how shit is, dude. That's like, like, it's so normal to me. Yeah, like, I had two ways about it. Like, my parents always expressed love to me. But I knew what love was from, like, that aspect. But I didn't know what love was in a relationship because my parents' relationship for my mm, whole life was yeah. so toxic almost the whole time. Where I, I still don't know what that is, that is. This is the most diverse, like, round of fucking, like, parental relationships I've seen, except for, like, we're missing someone with a one-parent household in here. That's the only thing. Because both of our parents are still together. His parents showed a little mm-hmm. bit more love, or didn't show as much, like, physical love. Mine, oh, yeah. Mine showed it all the time. Yeah. You got that kind of in-between. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. My parents were together until I was 18, but there was so many, like, much so much time in between that to where I didn't, it was never, like happy ever really yeah mm, so absolutely. it's like always Man, toxic. We all, all three of us have definitely grown completely different when it comes to lo- yeah that's yeah yeah that's interesting i like that it, it's something but yeah, you as far as me and you like room. it still came like to like the same yeah almost yeah, conclusion yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know yeah. what love is yeah oh absolutely yeah. that's um, the one thing i will say that's the one example i look, will say i did have the whole time yeah. I'll, I'll say the whole time i knew you i never saw your parents even hug 
Like that. That's yeah. My parents, my, yeah, my parents show each other love to each other differently too. Yeah. My parents are so. It's much more weird, private. man. They're yeah. very different. But my parents are from fucking South Central. They're from LA. They're from where you know around the area yeah. where Kendrick is from. So yeah. I feel like for me, it's a common thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I, I feel like that's why I can relate to Kendrick and his music so much because I grew up the same way. Yeah. Not in the same type of area because thank fucking thankfully my parents took us out of the area oh, yeah. so that we wouldn't have to grow up in there. You know? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. But right, so, but right here, you know, he, he talks about um, like when he scraped his knee um, and he he toughed it out. And it was, it's funny because when I was five years old, bro, I slipped <laughs> one time and I scraped my knee. And I tried so hard not to cry, and when I didn't, when I didn't cry, I was so proud of myself because I felt like yeah, I was like, yeah, like I ignored pain, yeah, like, hell yeah, right. And he talks about hid my emotions, never expressed, motherfucker, me too, you know what <laughs> I mean? Hashtag, uh, <laughs> Hashtag I'll, I'll be never expressed myself. So hell no. Thomas scraped his knee last week, and he's crying, and I was like. Mentioned you're fine it. like it's something i don't even think about at this point but it's like it's the way i grew up and it's it's the mental aspect especially with a kid where like psychology tells you if you freak out when a kid falls and hurts themselves they're gonna freak out so i try to play it off the different way and be like oh no you're fine like you'll be good and like he's bleeding and stuff on his leg and i'm like he'll be okay yeah like, it's fine yeah and then I, you you do think about it and like i should be more caring and like hey i'm right here to help you type shit but i'm like i also don't want him to like be a pussy <laughs> so you know what i mean like you gotta find, the you gotta find a hat you gotta find a silver lining yeah. Yeah. In, 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 in everything. it's hard because you always worry whether or not you're going too far yes so yes, it's, yes, it's kind of yes. crazy so um uh, the one lyric you, I, was, I don't have a kid so. right <laughs> the one lyric i will say that kind of fucked me up in this song the most was uh uh I had it on here just a second ago. It keeps jumping. Uh, so it was basically uh, his mama died, and I asked him when he's going back to work. Why he's going back to work so soon? His first reply was, "Son, that's life. The bills got no silver spoon." Yeah. Yup. Yup. That's the and yup. I think that is the type of shit that um, with the right mind makes somebody be like, "I don't want to live that way." Yeah. You know what I mean? And that may, I don't know if he says it in here. Maybe that was a moment where Kendra's like, "What the fuck." Yeah, I don't. It, I don't want to be a grown ass man, and and you know what I mean. I have to deal with that. Like it's you know? it's the struggle of like your feelings. And honestly, I'll say this. I also think this is a part where it's you know what. Fuck it. This is a point where I think men have had it really hard for the last. Well, honestly, forever. I'm not saying that women don't have it hard at any point. I Pause. get that there's. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a def different dichotomy between men and women. Women are all have always been more able to show their feelings and all this other stuff. Whereas men, we're not really given time to grieve. There's such thing as maternity leave, and paternity leave wasn't a thing until the last ten years. Yeah. Well, that, why do you think the suicide rates in men are much higher? Yeah. Than exactly. Absolutely. Men or who commit suicide rates are much higher. Men who do all these hard jobs that men die mm -hmm. more often are done by men. Um. Everything that's more dangerous and more harmful to men or harmful to humans is done by men. Because as men, we've always been taught, hey, we need to shelter women and take care of them and mm -hmm. do all these we things. We need to be fucking them. guardians. We need to be, like I said, that brick yeah. wall yeah. that never falls down. Exactly. That's what we need to be. That's the image that society has portrayed upon us. Exactly. To the point where, like, men historically have been so willing to sacrifice all of their freedoms 
and pleasures to make sure their family's taken care of because that's what society has always said that men have to do to the point where like it gets so hard where you're living paycheck to paycheck where your mom dies you don't have time to grieve you need to go to work yeah there's your whoever your best friend dies like Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you my uncle died i took the day he died off and it was only because my uncle took the day off. I was ready to go to work because I was like, what the fuck else am I going to do? I hate sitting in a room with a bunch of crying people. And I'll be honest, a lot of it was me being hard-headed. I shouldn't have done that. I should have taken the time, but I didn't want to fucking address it head on. I wanted to go back to work and just do my own thing. I went back to work the very next day. My dad took his time off. He needed it more than I did, definitely. Yeah. But most of the men, men, men in my family will would and did take one day and they went back you can't take that's, the time off because you need to support your family and that's crazy because my one of my uh, my cousin who was 20 passed away back in 2018 um i i took a week off because i had to go down to new mexico for yeah. it so i took a week off and i went back to work immediately the week after and that still wasn't enough time for me because i was like so close to him yeah. and i would have to like hide at work and like cry yeah, because I didn't want to let anybody see, so I would like hide at work, and then even like at home, I would like hide and do it. Yeah, because I didn't want to see, and I think that's part of the problem too is like the fear of like people seeing you being emotional. I guess I don't know. Well, it's something we've always been taught. I remember the first time I cried at school, you get fucking laughed at. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Especially as a kid, like you don't even have to when teach kids these things. Of the fucking school. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost genetic to the point where like when you're a kid, you don't even think about the fact that like <laughs> your parents never told you to laugh at a kid that cried. No, it was something that like kids just did because kids are assholes well you know i mean um it was just something that was taught um it's the don't show your emotions hide your exactly shit. right you know like when 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 you see another kid do it you're gonna you you know the rule so you're gonna point and laugh yeah you know what i mean like haha you did it i haven't done it Th- that, that is the one shit, benefit right? i think the next generation has over us but we need to find a happy medium. It yeah, can't because be. they're too sensitive. Yeah. Too sensitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that's... We gotta bring them down, but... There's extremes on each side. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, I think the whole moral of the song is, is just the basis of where toxic masculinity uh, came from. And yeah. why it's continued is because it's tied down from my fathers. But the last line, and this is something that I think is controversial um, and might get give the wrong idea to people... He says, tell them to give the the woman a break. Grown man with daddy issues, right? So, what do you guys think he's meaning by that? What's not again? The last line? Yeah, the last two lines. Where he's telling, like, we need to give a we need to give woman a break because we got daddy issues, right? So, women hate men because we're cheaters, (laughs) we're liars. We're pieces of shit. And that's part of loyal and toxic that's masculinity. Part of the daddy base from this, yeah. Because we are just so stuck on being that brick wall, on being emotionless, on not showing that side that women want to see from us. You know what's fucked up? Statistically, women cheat more though. Yes, yes, but that's not that's not that's <laughs> no, not I, the I, basis but of it's the problem. A stereotype. Yes, it's yes, a, yes. Yeah. But you know, it, it is because of how much we've we've rubbed off on 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 woman oh yeah you know what i mean because like there's 
we have put up we have put up this image of who we are um and what the world expects from us that we've hurt relationships because of it oh yeah, yeah and you know even, what i mean and then that creates a, a a brainwash of what every woman expects from a man yeah yeah and then that you can even go even deeper than that when like girls have daddy issues when they're younger if mm-hmm. they're used to their dad being a piece of shit that's what they're gonna end that's up with eventually and that's just the cycle and too. i think that's what that's what kendrick lamar is saying is like yo like we need to work on ourselves and learn that it's okay to open up it's okay to be a little sensitive and it's okay to um be soft because that and doing that is what will give women a break yeah you know yeah. what i mean that's what i think he's saying is like yo we need to change ourselves and figure our shit out and that way it'll be a lot easier for women to start trusting men again and start wanting a, a relationship with 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 men and start start ex, not expecting but at least start to see a change that we are finally opening up and and being that softy that soft teddy bear that women you know yeah. want from us so yeah. i think this kind of goes hand in hand with that just real quick it's also something that we need a little bit more support from women on because of the fact that just a quick example just because it's the quickest thing in my head during the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, she literally <laughs> laughed at this. She said she had such a hard mm-hmm. time with dealing with him crying because it was weird to her. Yep. Yeah. That's and exactly. she, she she basically ridiculed him in front of the court because mm-hmm. it wasn't normal for a man to cry. Will, we need Will a Smith with uh, Jada Pinkin. Uh, Pink, what the fuck Jada is her Pinkett name? Smith. Oh, the whole Will Smith yeah, thing. Yeah, the whole that, Will Smith, yeah. man. That, that too. Like, yeah. the world is making a fool of him. Oh, absolutely. Because he snapped. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if you saw my whole Facebook post about it. Uh, back when it happened, but that's what I was talking about, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like the dude snapped, and then yeah. because again, the world expects men to not show any emotions. They're clowning him for it, and they were clowning on him when when she opened up about the entanglement oh, to his God. face. Yo, yeah, you know what I mean. Shit I've ever like, seen. and and that's and that's exactly where he's getting that. He's like, yo, like, do you not see what the fuck? Like, is like what this shit is doing to us? That's right. what happens when you hold that shit in for so yeah, long, and something snap, something. And Small is a joke and can mm-hmm. fucking break. You. And now he's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. And it's, bro, it's just like yo, if if you're conscious and aware, you'll know Jada's bitch ass is the bad guy. Oh, 100%. yeah. You know what I mean. But but if you're close and only locked up in fucking social media, then you'll and you're fucking ignorant like other people are, and you are still stuck in that toxicity. Then yeah, that's when you're gonna look at. Yeah, and then there's the women guy. saying that's how you protect your woman. Yeah, and, and this is like another no, thing too. It's like no. no. You know what's crazy? When when uh, I had this conversation with Janelle just a few months ago, we talked about where she expects me to step in when it comes to like altercations. I'm like because look, if you get into a fight with with a woman, then um like I'm a let you handle that that's on one you. on one right you know what i mean and i'm like if if or like would you expect me to step in if a man slaps your ass or something like like i was like we, i need we need to be on the same page because of because of that type of shit that type you don't of want any like miscommunication exactly on that. That you know what bad i mean shit. like you know so it's like yeah you get one hundred percent um moving on to the next track which is rich interlude. the interlude that's called that uh, like? yes it's i learned in the i learned in trapping in the business smart people making horrible decisions you know rich blank getting my dick sucked after the show i ain't gonna lie we were poor a bunch of lost souls in survival mode it, it wasn't no way for us unless we found our own running in stores kicking in doors blank gonna give me my glory 
uh, blank playing with me. <laughs> he ain't gonna live to tell the story. You know this type of shit. We glorify everybody, gang, gang. Yeah, I mean, he's really just talking about the typical life of a rap star coming up, still living that gangster life, and where he came from. Where it's uh, he's like, this is who I am. This is what I know. You and know it's like I mean? difficult to shed that when you come from that yes, place. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, so most of the people, yeah. Uh, Playing with me, he ain't gonna tell. He ain't gonna live to tell the story. You know this type of shit. We glorify everybody, gang, gang. Most people that grew up, that you grew up with, are now in the chain gang, in the box getting pink, blank shitting where you sleep, blank shitting where you eat. Who'd ever know that I'd become a fucking Kodak? Yeah, rap money good, but I'm still pumping gas through the hood, dropping off plates to the fam like Thanksgiving. So, I mean, you don't got to read word for word. The, the whole thing seems like it's really his story of beginning to end where he started off. He's like right here. So he's talking about getting money. He's talking about doing like small shows and everything and, and getting it. You know what I mean? But he's like, well, we're still poor, right? Um, then he talks about how he's still gang gang and everything, even though he's making money. He's got money now. And he's buying chains. He's doing all this and that. But now... He's on the track with Kendrick Lamar. What are you doing with him? He's a legend. Like, See, when, when I caught up, that. Like, hold up. Last time I saw you, you were doing small shows and getting your dick sucked by some ratchet-ass bitches down the street. You know what I mean? Like, damn, Koda, you big and you, you're a big star now. Huh? You in an album with Kendrick Lamar? Like, what? See, I also saw you know? that as self-doubt. Like, why are you on the track with Kendrick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. What are you doing with Kendrick? What are you doing with a legend? So, he's like, so what? They call you? Like, hold on, hold on. They called you? Like, you didn't go to them? They yeah. called you? Like, so basically he's just like now i'm doing big things type of thing you know what i mean no for sure um let me see uh hard to steal for a meal you can't eat you know it's, mm. yeah i mean but all the stuff he's talking about in this song too kind of relates to we'll get into it when we get there but mother i sober when he's talking about all these rappers who come from these places all have underlying issues too that they use all this stuff to mask yeah all that stuff too absolutely it's all intertwining Mm -hmm. and this one we don't need to stick on too long anyways because it's not really kendrick anyways um but then going on to rich spirit which i'll honestly say off the top is probably one of my favorite songs off the album so here's the thing um are we gonna have to do this in two parts or are we going all the way through it's up to you so we're not even halfway through yeah because we're getting deep (laughs) yeah we are um i mean i'd be fine with that i'm fine with it but either way you see i gotta oh i might have to do a part two because you know yeah i I gotta get up in like six hours well let's do yeah we'll do (laughs) this one this episode and then then next two on next one yeah absolutely all right right. so i was gonna say this is taking me we're already like two hours in. and that's fine though because we need to go deep on this yeah hell yeah it's i mean yes deep out yeah (laughs) so rich spirit rich spirit we got two more songs after this i really like this song it's fucking fantastic Mm -hmm. it's probably one of my favorite songs off of the whole like track list um so verse one I mean, he's really just talking about how you know he's taking he's taking his uh, baby girl to school and he's praying for her and he's telling her like he does she he doesn't want her to fall into the same um, toxic shit that you know these bitches be fucking doing. Yeah. Right. He's just like, damn, like I don't want you to go into that lifestyle of what social media has taught us to be, you know, because um, he says. Because you bitches, bitches ain't never been cool, cool with uh, written right. testament, painting pictures, put me uh, in the, I don't know, what in is the that? Louvre. Louvre? Is that Louvre? It's is a building it? in France. 
Yeah. And okay, that's why they don't pronounce it R. Um, <laughs> universal <laughs> shit. I'm in the groove. Like, it, it it just seems like he's praying for it. like I don't want like stay you. Yeah, you it says I mean? and celebrity don't mean integrity. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, more than two M's for a show, but add another two. Whom little man, the big man's the GT diamond flip in the kickstand. Um, I think that's. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it, it like you said, it's him basically showing, like, all these flashy things don't mean shit. Yeah. And he's basically talking about, like, keeping balance mm-hmm. between living the rich lifestyle and still being level-headed. Yeah, it's absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It, it's one of the biggest underlying themes of the whole album. It's just don't sacrifice you for the glitz and glam. Yeah. Um, Quit playing with me. He said, "Stop playing with uh, playing with me before I turn into a song." I, I that shit was a hard, bro. You know that kind of reminded me of Eminem, bro. Like, stop, stop playing with me. Or I'm gonna turn you into a song, dog. Like, that's what he, that's what he does. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because even the title, "Rich Spirit," kind of like is basically saying he want he'd rather be rich in spirit than rich in, in material. Yep. I just yep. like I, I, my thing that caught me with the song is "Hey, bitch, I'm attractive." <laughs> that's a, that's something. He always has so yeah, but yeah, but yeah, hell yeah. Because I mean, damn, when he's like, make it look sexy. Element, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I gotta slap a element, pussy, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna make yeah. it look sexy. He always throws in like these little funny lines here. And there. Yeah, they're fantastic. That, that <laughs> shit got me. And then you got can't the, fuck with you no uh, more. I'm fasting. <laughs> that shit's fucking funny, especially since what so, didn't they just finish? Ram- what is it? Ramadan's? Uh, Ramadan. 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 Didn't they just finish that? Is it Ramadan so. or is it the other one where they it's Ramadan. It's Ramadan. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting, yeah. though. Like, right after they finished. Like, right after it was over. He's like, I'm fasting. So, I was wondering, is him fasting, is that more... So, like, I, I get the literal definition. Like, actually, like, fasting food. Or do you think Fast it's more food. like him fasting... Them. The intake of celebrity and the I intake so, of all yeah. that like other I'm taking, Like I'm taking so that a break way. from you, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm. Th- I mean, he's been gone for five years. You don't hear about Kendrick Lamar at clubs. You don't hear him about partying. You don't hear anything from him. He's one of those artists that when he drops, mm-hmm. he gone. goes all in. But then after that, he's gone. Yeah, for he's gone. Yeah. 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 So he, he, he fast, literally I'm taking a break from all of you. Yeah. In, in this song, I think it's in the second or third verse. He be, he literally talks about like fasting for four days. But I don't know if it's fasting or like figuratively fasting could so be both. yeah it could be both um so go to verse two and then you got the moral the morality can wait feedback on low latency i'm glitching from the face um i, I see that more as like a struggle with his definition of morality and okay. whether or not like he's struggling to the point where like he doesn't even agree with himself all the time. Yeah, and it like almost it almost seems like because in multiple songs he references Whitney as like always like ask Whitney. It's like like people won't believe him for whatever he's saying. He's like ask her or whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. See, and I'll, I'll be honest. This is the first time I've ever wit- like remembered or like paid attention to the like Whitney aspect because for the longest time when people would talk Whitney, like my first thought is. Whitney Houston, just because be it's no, no, I'm just I'm being shit. Like I get, it. I, yeah, I was thinking like he better not say Houston, like no, a lot of the times, especially like you out of pocket. I know, I know, but like especially in the cult, the culture, like they talk about a lot of times, they bring uh, up Whitney a lot. Yeah, no, they do, and that, they that's, do, that's they something that it's someone they hold in reverence. It's it's someone that like is important to that. You're canceled. Yeah, probably, <laughs> but it's just like just one of my first like my first. My brain went first back then. Um, 
This is where he brings up his cousin again, trying to sue him, trying to sue me like he got the privilege, but I didn't mm-hmm. sleep because I got the spirit. Yeah, like nigga, like motherfucker, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you try to sue me, dog? Like what yeah. the? You know what I mean? Like it's like I said, and I'm sure there was over petty shit. Like he oh, probably yeah. did a Always. lot for his cousin, and like I said. That's kind of a scary thought. Like I wanted more, you didn't give it to me. Yeah, because it's like what if one day when me and Anthony, like if we pop off big, like I wonder who's gonna come out of the woodworks then. Yeah, I mean that's just how it is. Yeah, that'd be wild. People love to hate you, bro. Yeah, they love to hate you, man. I got I got people on my own already that that show that side. You know, yeah, that's what they say to work in silence because not everybody wants the best for you. Yes, sir. Um, next uh, big lyric. What does it say? Frat, frat brother, real <coughs> brother. We just up the score. Give me a dab, brother. <clears throat> I, I, so I, I kind of pay attention to that lyric as like, is is that the same line? Where where's that at actually? Is that in the third verse? That's the third, third verse. verse. Yeah, that's third, the third verse. verse. Okay, so when he's talking about that specifically, um, I, I kind of caught that as like finding. And being able to differentiate between the real and fake people in your life. Uh, a lot of people are only there during the good times. And I believe after yeah. that, he even says, oh, where's it at? I'm fasting the four weeks. Uh, maybe it's on a different track. But basically, it's basically him just being like, these people are only here. They're they're always oh I'm right there for you, brother. I'm always when he says right here, I pray to God that you realize the entourage is dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. It, yep. It's people are only here ride or die when you've been there every fucking waking second of every minute. You have to abandon pretty much everything else for them. Yep. Otherwise, you ain't shit. Um, so uh, pray to God you're not lacking when you off to the me- when you off the meds. Pray to God she know them Cabo trips don't last forever. It's a lot of, I, I, especially that Cabo trip thing. I think people look so forward to their escapes yeah. that they don't actually pay attention to the present. Like they get so. I mean, I'm guilty of that shit too. Like I'm going on vacation in September, and like it's all I've been able to think about for the last like month. Where like you get so tunnel vision, you like pretty much ignore everything that's in the current until you get there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their escapes, and it's kind of a dangerous thing at certain points. Yeah. Uh, next track. This is the big one. This is the one. When I first heard this shit, it really took me by surprise. This is like, I mean, this song, and we don't even have to read the lyrics. No, I'm not reading. You guys have, like, if you guys, anybody who's listening and watching this, listen to this song. This is literally the exact definition of toxic relationships in modern society, where you're just so addicted to having somebody with you that no matter how much shit they do to you, no matter how much shit happens in that relationship, you refuse to leave. That and, like, constantly wanting to one-up the other person, like, with insults yeah. and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. like, it, 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 that. It's two negative magnets trying to connect with each other. It's not going to happen. And this is something that a lot of people in society need to learn. Like, yo, this person is not healthy for you, and you're better off away from them. And I, th- this this song, um, for me, rings uh, it rings real loud for me because I have a lot of friends that come to me to talk when it comes to their relationships. I've, uh, you know, I'm not, no, I haven't been in a toxic relationship like that, but I've been with some fucked up people in my life, you know, and I see it, and it, it just. This is something that we need. Like, this is a very common problem 
in today's society that people really need to fucking focus on and realize that like this is a real fucking issue you got you got kids being born um with parents that don't even love each other and that's affecting them you know what i mean and it, it it's just it's very unfortunate but this song is extremely powerful and yeah. anybody who's in a toxic relationship listen to this song seriously we cry together kendrick lamar on mr moron the big steppers album listen to this song because it is powerful it, it yeah. is very powerful but while i do 100 percent agree with that assessment because honestly i think that's the that's the surface layer i mean it's it's basically straight out front and told you but it also kind of leans itself to society in general because honestly if you look at it that's the way a lot of the world is and it's the, mm -hmm. a lot of the way the world has been it's a lot more powerful especially when you do look at it as a relationship thing because that is extremely violent extremely toxic it's putting your hands on a person without putting your hands on a person basically. yeah and it like, yeah. shows you that there will never be a solution in a relationship like that because yeah. it's constantly just anger and hate yeah yes. but then it leads to sex and then you feel good but then eventually it's gonna go back again it's just like a cycle well it's the thing yep. it's, it's something in society we've always tricked ourselves is like we can be so mad at something just hypothetically yeah. we can be so mad at something we see on the news and then the government does one thing for us or whatever does one thing for us and we're supposed to forget it instantly another person another entity companies constantly have to make up to you because they fuck up yeah. uh chipotle when they had their whole e coli outbreak other companies when there's too much lead in the paint there's shit like that they constantly have to make up for these things and then oh now we're on good track we'll make up all this shit yep. it, it's not the only thing obviously this song i do view as much more about like the relationship aspect but it's honestly something you can look at all of life through it's there's always these things that they want to constantly like you sit and watch the back and forth between people constantly. You watch the riots, the protests, the everything else, and it's it's a toxic relationship, whether it's person to government, person to company, person to person. It's all bad. Yeah. Mm. And, and then we always compromise our feelings just to make shit better. Yeah, and in terms of the, the album itself, the, the fight and whatever is being said on this song can be traced back to songs like father time with the daddy issues it could be traced back to united in grief because yeah. you're like hiding the real issues by fighting and not talking about could it could go back oh i forgot the name of the song uh well is it worldwide steppers i'm a killer he's a yeah. killer she's a killer you go that too it, it, the same thing you're killing yeah. each other's soul by oh, yeah. by being with each other which is crazy because you know you, you get taught that love is so powerful that you can overcome anything you know what I mean? And people have that in their head with like, okay, well, we'll get past it. It's just a phase yeah. type of thing. But it turns, you know, days turns into weeks, turns into months, turns into years, and it's consistent and it's nonstop. I have, I, bro, I know people who purposely either impregnated their lady or a lady got impregnated purposely to fix the toxic relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to it, trap the person. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, well, not even to trap the person. Sometimes, yes, to trap the person, but even other times because they think that's what they need in order for them to fall back in love with yeah. each other type it, of shit. Well, that's honestly e a thing you hear people not. say sometimes is a uh, baby fixes everything. Yeah, and, uh, and, 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 and it, it it's so wrongfully tough. Yeah. It's so, it, it, that is such a toxic thing, and that is yeah. such a big problem. And um, like I said, when you do that, now you're affecting that kid's life, and now that kid's growing up seeing that fucking relationship, and now that kid thinks that's the type of relationship that stays strong. Yep. You know what I mean? And the cycle and, continues. And the yeah. cycle continues. Dude. Absolutely. It's, yeah, this song is fucking... 
And this song's fucking crazy. When I first it heard is. this song, it's not at all like it, but it kind of reminded me of Kim. Kim, no, no, it, yeah. me it too. A, first yeah. thing about Kim like, is like a little more extreme, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's like but especially, similar. especially the points where they're like, "Oh, you're mad now, aren't you?" Yeah. yeah. When he takes her keys, yeah. and he's like, like "Oh, did I make you upset?" Fucking egg each other on, man. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, bro, I've been in relationships where we're trying to hurt each other with words yeah. more and more, you know. <laughs> and it takes a certain, uh, uh, um, a certain growth to get out of that you know like now like whenever with, with my current girl right now janelle whenever we get into some sort of argument you know me come when it when i'm the one talking everything i'm a lot more calm now and i'm not trying to um make add it fuel to yeah. the fire i'm trying to calm things down by remaining calm i don't like raise my voice i don't get aggressive um i talk logically and calmly you know um and in a lot of races, it, it does not go that way. One person's trying to, like, up the other person in in, in a sense of hurt. I'm yeah. trying to hurt you more. I'm trying to hurt you now more than what you just hurt me. Oh, and then now that person's trying to hurt you more than what, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's always been that way. I mean, I'm... I'll be honest. I watched it with my parents. Like, I watched it with my cousin. My, my, my parents weren't as bad as others probably were. But I like, watched my parents a lot. I, I, was like, I wasn't <laughs> trying to stick down crazy experience, yeah. I would yeah. assume, yeah. Um, but, like, I watched... I literally watched both of my aunts go through extremely abusive relationships until they found something that was actually good. Yeah. Um, and watch stuff like that. I mean, I've had moments, I've had fights with my wife. It's never gotten to this extreme, but like, yeah, we've yelled and shouted and shit like that. A lot of it is the mood you're based on when you're starting, but like, yeah, I would hope you wouldn't call each other that word. So see, I have a really weird, wait, which word? Oh, that word. No, <laughs> not that word. Yeah, not that word. We, we don't say that word in my household. Um, but it just it's very hard as a kid i remember i remember staying the night at my aunt's house when i was a kid and feeling so powerless listening to her like scream and cry in the other room yeah like that shit is rough some dark shit yeah it, it's bad like i'll i'll never forget like listening to my uncle at the time um telling his son and me before we went to Casa Bonita to make sure his uh, wife, my actual aunt, didn't cheat on him, and then that was the night came home and just beat the shit out of her for, for no fucking reason. Fucking wild. Like, insane. Like, yeah. just gross shit. Yeah. But there, there's a w way to handle shit like this in relationships and ways to go about things, but, like, we all need to be better. Yeah. And there's a lot of room for growth regardless of the relationship you're in. And you don't need to always use your spouse as a emotional punching bag, basically. Yeah, I mean, that or also you just leave that person because you're not meant to be together. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if, it's, like, if it's a heated argument like what Kendrick Lamar goes through in this song, then that just means those two people aren't supposed to be together and them staying together you know, especially is if you're what's able, more hurtful. Yeah, especially you know if you're I mean? able to dip into points like, I'm going to fuck your cousin. Like, that's a little yeah, bit far. Like, like that yeah, shit, like, you know right. what I mean? Like, that shit's crazy, man. There's a lot of relationships like that where people should not be together. But I have, fuck, I have a, right. a very close friend of mine that's in that exact situation. She's always hitting me up at least once a year talking about what she should do. I always tell her, y'all need to leave each other because y'all are killing each other right now. Um, but there must be something about that guy that makes her want to stay. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to speak out of school real quick, but just based off of like family shit, I really hope I don't get shit for this. Um, my great grandma cheated on my grandpa for 
So he che- he cheated first with his brother's sister or his whoa no his brother's wife. He cheated. Okay. He, yeah, he, he, know. he cheated. What the fuck? He cheated. I know. He cheated. He cheated like, on what? his, his he, stepsister. Or some shit. I know. Wow. That was so bad. <laughs> he cheated on his wife uh, with his brother's wife. wife. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She got revenge by cheating on him with his nephew. Damn, that's toxic. Jesus Christ. That's bad. That's bad. They were married till death. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> really well, masking guess, yeah. some shit. Yeah. And then, dude, when I was a kid, you could have never fucking guessed. It's a lot worse when you're young. I'll say that. Okay. It's, it, it, it hopefully gets better if you're able to make shit yeah. work. And um, at the very end of the song, it ends with them. Whitney saying, stop tap dancing around the conversation. Yeah. Which really seals it and really helps lead into Purple Hearts, which is like the opposite of We Cry Together. Because Purple Hearts is about... Well, it says in the chorus, "Shut the fuck up when you hear love talking." Yeah, yeah. And you finally like realize, like, see love. Mm-hmm. So when he says "tippy toeing and I'm mud walking," hmm, Roland Stevens, I ain't ready for no coffin. Yeah. Stevens, like Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, uh, musician. Like he's one of the more popular like black musicians well, from back in the day. So it's "tippy toeing and I'm mud walking." Roland Stevens, I ain't ready for no coffin. I'm Clum- assuming it's like clumsy way someone might move on and influence. It oh, Roland Sevens. Sorry, it's Roland yeah, Seven. Sevens. <laughs> I'm, I'm I was dyslexic. so confused. I was like, hold up. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. I apologize. <laughs> like a number seven. Yeah, Roland Sevens. I ain't ready for no coffin. Uh, so he's basically talking about like he's been lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely took that way out. Um, <laughs> that's fucking like, sad. Like Stevens. Like, uh, damn, it would have made. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who? I'm clearly stuck in my own head. I. Um, uh, I know like, y'all love it when the drugs talking. Shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. Yes. Um. You know. And again, um, it could also be a a, a double a double meaning because when I heard it, um, it was a. That's the way I, I I took it as first. Um, you know, shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. Like, listen to your partner, and and I mean, just shut the fuck up. Listen. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, but also because of um, his relation to the Bible and everything, I feel like uh, when he's talking about when you hear love talking, he could be talking about the universe, God. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up when you hear him talking. Like, all of us have the capability to reach that higher energy and hear what it is that we need to do um and it's about alignment like janelle is super into her alignment bro this woman literally gets everything she wants randomly everything and what i mean and and i mean like she'll get every single green light to whatever wherever she has to go and even if i'm right behind her driving i end up getting the red light She's in. She's so in tune with her alignment. When when she's struggling and she really needs money, literally, bro, magic happens and money flows into her bank account. It's crazy. Wow. It, it, it's like weird. some shit she it, forgot it, about months ago. No, either that or like her dad will give her money or something like randomly without her asking. Um, he paid off her car when she was struggling. And I was like, she's like, I didn't ask for it. It just happened. Um, when oh, what was it? Uh, her job. She 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 was uh, her, like uh, going uh, talking to me about like like I need more money like this and that. She got a promotion like in a matter of weeks after her opening up to to it, um, open up opening up about it to me. She's very in tune with her alignment and she shuts the fuck up and hears 
God talking, you know what I mean? And, she's, and I don't yeah. mean like, you know, oh, holy Jesus. I mean yeah. the universe, you know what I mean? Because yeah. her and I, we don't believe in religion. I'm not Christian. I'm not Catholic. She isn't either. Yeah, same. We believe in, yeah, we believe in the higher energy. Yeah. And we have the, um, like I said, we, we have the capability of being able to connect with it and understand it. Um, it's just we need to learn when to shut the fuck up. And she knows when to shut the fuck up and understand it and hear it and literally gets, God, it. It's it's very like it pisses me off sometimes because <laughs> I'm like how do you always get what you want you always get what you want and they were like it it's fucking awesome it's badass bro yeah. like I'm I'm it pisses me off because I'm jealous of right. it <laughs> yeah you know what I mean because for me I'm so out of tune with my alignment that I have everything bad happening to me yeah shit I must be really out of tune with my alignment <laughs> you know what I mean and and, and yeah. it's and and it's all about finding your spiritualness and it's all about understanding and like what Kendrick says it's all about laying it all on all of it on the table and just open the fuck up absolutely i i do i do think that's a big part of it i mean like it's so easy to get down in the dumps and just like be negative just be sink down. in with it's the so world. easy to be depressed it's so easy yeah. to be sad like especially when it the rest sucks. of the world is sad it's so easy to just fuck it put yourself in that spot yeah. and be yeah. like man fuck the world it's so fuck easy everybody. to I, I love dark music i love depressing music but it's so easy when you fall into something like that to only focus on shit like that mm-hmm. to only focus on the sad shit listen to sad songs and get yourself deeper and further into it i got a I got a friend um who was in deep depression I was more Ian's friend. He's, he's a lot closer to him. Ian's the one that told me the story. And um, he was talking about when he finally got out of depression. And Ian had asked him, like, well, like, what was it that made you want to stop being depressed? He's like, I just told myself I don't want to be depressed anymore. He was like, I just said, fuck this shit. This sucks. And whatever it was that he had to do to turn it around, he he was happy from there on yeah you know, i don't know how he's doing now you know what i mean but it, it, it's literally a deep decision that you make upon yourself you know depression is an emotion it's a very yeah. deep emotion and just like all other emotions you can control it oh 100 you know it, 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 it shows you how powerful your mind is yeah. yes both negatively yeah. and positively I, yeah. I think that um <coughs> Like antidepressants and stuff are important for certain people, but I think once you find a way to live without them, <clears throat> it's important to do so, especially if you're able to find that middle ground. But if you can't find a way around it, then it's more important. Antidepressants is bullshit. <clears throat> I think it all depends on the person because it, it's no, I think antidepressants is bullshit. The reason I say this is because from every single person that I spoke to who has taken antidepressants, um. They explain it by it numbs you, right? It takes away <coughs> all emotions, not oh. just sadness, all emotions. Make it to where you don't feel anything. I'll tell you from experience because I've been on like three different kinds. Some of them do, yes, but okay. some of them <coughs> genuinely make you feel good. Yes, yeah, they kind of like it, kind of like kind of like, levels you out. Like it, okay. it makes yeah. it makes your stress manageable. It makes your yeah. like intrusive feelings manageable. But you have to have the right pill. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell okay. you this though: if you just like stop taking like completely, it'll fuck you up. Oh yeah, like you really <coughs> get like depressed because I I haven't taken them in a long time now. Mm-hmm. But when I stopped, I stopped just like cold turkey. And it was bad. You start with withdrawals. So, so do you, yeah, so that's how I was going to say. So do you think that's more of an addicting thing to where you have your body has now become accustomed to needing them? 
or do you think it's because you really do <coughs> need them like do you think like when you get off them it's because you're still depressed or do you think it's because your body's have your body became accustomed to it i, I, I want to say it's a mix of both to be honest yeah okay. yeah I, yeah. I, I will agree. I think it's a mix of both because you, you know me. You know how long I relied mm -hmm. on antidepressants and antipsychotics and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Once I turned 18 for some reason, there was something I was like, you know what? I'm on my own. I'm going to try this. I was still going to therapy and stuff like that. And eventually I dropped therapy because I'm like, if I'm able to take care of myself and I can figure out how to get through my own grief and shit like that, it's a lot better for me. But I will say for certain people, because there were certain meds I got on where like, dude, I just fucking lost it yeah there but then there were other times where i'd find the right combo and then eventually sometimes your body gets so used to it that it stops working so i yeah. was my, my thought was i was living on my own at the time and i didn't want my, my parent i wasn't living with my parents i wasn't relying on my parents i was taking care of myself so i was like i want to see how i'm able to react without a spouse without anybody else relying on me to do this to see if i'm okay and see if i can find a balance and i was lucky because i was able to a lot of people aren't able to some people do have to be on those things till till death i don't think that's the right way to go all the time but if it's necessary it's necessary you just need to find the right combination because going on what everybody else is going on because it worked for them <coughs> isn't the answer <coughs> answer you yeah. need to everyone's body works differently yeah. and everyone's mm. different but okay. <coughs> <coughs> sorry random random drink, drink that gatorade bro oh yeah electrolytes <laughs> yeah and sugar shit yeah. oh, lots of sugar. of sugar yeah yeah uh, i usually do the zeros but um so purple hearts i don't even remember how far we got on and ghostface killers on the fucking song that surprised the fuck out of me yeah i'll be honest i didn't pay attention to who was listed on the track list at mm -hmm. first you said ghostface killer yeah, yeah. This is the one he's on. Um, it surprised Yo, the fuck out of me. I thought it was so Fat Joe. Hard. Yo. Yeah. What? I th I, so, Wait, what did you say? Other, other you said Fat Joe? Listen, Fat listen, Joe. listen, listen. I was, <laughs> the fuck's wrong, wrong with you? No, 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 I know. <laughs> you know what? Next no, week, stop, you stop. can't talk with That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No. The, the voice. Fat Joe. The, no, the, lean back. Shit. <laughs> All right, no, for real. I, my first reaction was like, damn, when did Fat Joe learn how to actually, like, terrorist rap? Because, like, I'll be honest. I've never listened to Ghostface Killer that much. Clearly, uh, they're uh, you know the the voice sounded somewhat similar enough to where I was like, I've never heard him rap like this. This doesn't Should I make this fucking was Ed sense. Sheeran. <laughs> Fuck yeah, totally. No, but like it blew my mind. I'm being 100 percent honest. I'm just it, it's it's stupid. I get it, but it was the first thing on my mind. I was like, this doesn't fit. And then I read the thing and I was like, I feel like a fucking moron. That's the uh, exiting ad exit song for this episode. Is lean back. <laughs> lean back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Love it. I love uh, it. Did we even get into the first verse? Um, I don't think we got any verses. We just well, I mean, we got through the, the chorus. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's it. Really. So this is my undisputed truth. <laughs> my life is like forbidden fruit. My bitch know better than I do. Do you think that <coughs> he's stopped relying on himself so much and almost started relying more on his girl to kind of? It seems like a lot of he he leans on her for a lot of not not his like musical ideas and stuff like that, but like philosophy and like helping Hon him get through. Honestly, I I really don't know what to take from that first the the first three lines. Um, my life is like forbidden fruit. My bitch know better than I do. I, yeah, honestly, I I don't know. I think he's it's more of him saying my, um, you know, 
it's crazy because when he says my bitch no better than I do, I don't know if he's necessarily talking about Whitney because I this is the first time I've ever seen him refer to her as my bitch. So it's yeah. like, I don't know if he's talking about her, but if he is, then it's more, or he could be talking about generally about the way how typical dudes talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my bitch, my girl, whatever, you know. You never um, really know with him. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. And, and he could just be saying my partner knows me better than I know myself. Yeah, yeah that's know? fair. And so like, and then I kind of leaned into... Uh, th- this next part I actually really, really liked. Because a woman's worth, I barely went to church, I'd rather fast with you. Yeah. Then fuck it up, fucking with skirts, because I'm rational, a blank, still gonna be a blank, emoji heart, my family pictures. I think he's starting to realize, especially now, like in the last five years, that family means a lot more than chasing skirts and doing all the yes. dumb bullshit that yes. he used to chase. Genuine love it's, means more yes. than yeah. it's, it's, it's It's like a song... Um, of him basically being like, yo, like all that shit wasn't really worth it. Yeah, this is the I'd moment. I'd rather be here with you. I'd, yeah, like, it feels good to be loved, man. You know. Yeah. Even even when I was, you know, even when I was single and I was talking shit about, um, you know, the uh, specific woman. I'm not gonna say woman in general because I was always talking shit about specific woman. I always said fuck bitches. You know what I mean? Bitches ain't shit. Until this day, bitches ain't shit. But <laughs> bitches is a specific category of woman right i'm yeah. not talking about hey, i don't all think women. it necessarily needs to be women like bitches can be anybody. no but, but i'm talking about i'm talking about bitches is in specific women because yeah. i'm a straight man so i'm talking about bitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know um completely forgot where the fuck i was going with this um son of a bitch while you recapture it what i was gonna say is that first part was like the moment in the album where I felt like his outlook took a different kind of uh, vibe yeah. where he, he really opens up to the idea of like, you know, I have fucked up a lot and that's what this first half of the album has kind of been about. Yeah. It, this is me kind of turning the corner, at least right. in, yep. in, 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 that, in sense of the album. I'm making a change. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the, he gets real deep into that in the second half of the album. Yeah. Uh, this is not, oh, so I guess, let me see. Two stepping away from rappers, I don't trust their two, true intentions. It also kind of shows that the people he's been around touring with for stepping so long. Stepping away from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's I not said, people you, don't, you don't see Kendrick Lamar at clubs. You don't hear about him on the news. You know what I mean? You don't see that from him. Unless so that's they're... Why he's like, I step away from that. He shit. never like, even posts on social that. media until no. an album cycle. Good. Yeah. I, honestly, in my opinion, that's almost the way it should be. Yeah. Unless you have something to promote... I don't get why people constantly have to espouse their opinions on shit like that because that's yeah. just going to cause problems. What so yeah. half the people are going to believe you, know, you yeah, agree with you, and half people won't. Yeah, it's the way and, it is. and that's exactly. I mean, it, it's. I mean, Kendrick Lamar stepped away from social media a long time ago. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and since before Tim Pimper Butterfly, because Tim Pimper Butterfly was literally him stepping away from the world that we are all surrounded by. So it's been a long time since he's ever been close to that i want to say like right after good kid is when he stopped yeah i I would assume so you know i also love this line he says whole life been social distant social distant hoes like when you not tripping whole life been social distant hoes like when you're not tripping yeah then and and that's the thing like if you don't want to involve yourself in these stupid things people give you shit i didn't like i see i haven't even read this i ducked the party who said they saw me exactly what i've been saying yeah. Don't go to the clubs. Yeah, he, he ain't no. Yeah, and you're, yeah, you're constantly yeah, yeah. clowned on if you're not trying to fit in, mm-hmm. if you're not yeah. trying to be with the crew, if you're not trying to hang with all your boys or 
no, fucking yeah. wild they out of the club, especially for, when you uh, have that platform. They're going to yeah. judge your life for a couple likes on the double tap Instagram and shit. Uh, patient double life tap. flaws, bless them twice, and they'll bless you back. I think a mm-hmm. uh, big thing about that is you put into the world what you get back. Ain't nobody praying for me. There you go. Right. Um, chorus. Seems like the whole world want me to pray for them, but who the fuck praying for me? That's my favorite song on that album. Yeah. I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. I do love the chorus on this one too. It goes fucking hard. Uh, we already went over it though. So, verse two. Uh, is this the one about getting her ass ate, or is that the next one? Does that count me? I don't know, but I definitely stand by her. If you don't love her, you ain't eating her ass. If you I'm love sorry, your girl, no, you eat her I ass. I don't love anybody enough to do that shit. If you love her, you'll eat her ass. Dog. I wouldn't eat anything's ass. If you ass. love her, you'll eat her ass. The only thing's ass I'll ever eat is a pig. What? Ham. That's that's damn. That's unfortunate. Just stop Yo, right there. Ham, bro. Shout out Kendrick Lamar. If you eat no! her ass, if you love her, you'll eat her ass. No, if you, love her, you eat her ass. No, no. Anthony, he eats a pig's ass. Everybody oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bacon, ham, you name it, bro. It's too late. Damn it! <laughs> oh, shut shit. the fuck up. We didn't hear the ass talking. Uh, I so want to say this is, this is song, the right? song yeah. where she says that. Though. I would assume so. It's like the last. This is one of the last lines. Uh, so <laughs> gossiping about some shit you don't know. Oh, you hoe. When you say it, it sounds so bad. I know. It ain't love if you're going to judge me for my... I'm, I don't know where you guys are at, but yeah, I'm pretty No, it ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> fucking every <laughs> fucking episode has oh, yeah, something about like- eating ass in here. It's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's only right. But hold on. But but the whole judging... This is another thing in modern society is... Check this out, man. Um, People judge other people on their past. And... And when it comes to relationships, like a man wants to judge a woman based off of how many men she's been with, and if it's more than I don't know, probably five in most men's uh, minds, they're probably like, yeah, fuck no, like I'm not fucking with you. But you then if a I mean? guy does it, it's yeah, like, it's okay, right? Yeah, you know, like like that's the one thing. Um, look, a lot of people are not ready for relationships because they can't get past specific things, and this is one of the specific things that's such a major problem with people, you know, because it's like. First off, people, motherfuckers want to use the whole your vagina is loose thing, but that's such, it's such, it's the. It's like a stupid cliche thing to say. Well, no, but it's the stupidest shit to say because, look, bro, because look, there's there's no such thing as a loose, loose pussy because scientifically the pussy shrinks back down to the side so that's just a weak ass fucking excuse that you're using you know what i mean oh. it no no shut the fuck up what <laughs> it comes down to when you hear the when it when it comes what it comes down to is competition men don't want a girl that has slept with a lot of men because they'll feel insecure no yes yes because there's a chance that one of those guys are probably fucked her better than you did better than you ever will right but it's like if you can just get past your daddy issues, right, and learn how to love a woman properly and fuck fucking, like, fuck everything that she's been through, fuck everything that you've been through, confess and be open with each other, be honest with each other, and love each other no matter what. Because what happened before does not fucking matter. What's yeah. happening now is what fucking matters. Oh, no, 100%. I'm not worried about how many women or how many men a woman has slept with. I saw I'm objections just worried in your about, eyes the whole time. Well, it was more about... How many women a woman has slept with while I'm with the woman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were like talking with your hands. You're like, eh, eh, yeah, eh, I know, right? Eh. <laughs> I mean, hey, Ricky Bobby, just, you like, got some you. healing to do, my brother. I'll say this. I so like, I agree with the whole like. <laughs> 
vaginas feel the same regardless until you've been cheated on during a relationship then it do feel different yeah okay yeah but, yeah, that's, but that, that's a different that's, that's a, a different thing that's not the same topic that's, yeah it's not the same topic that's toxicity that's what we talked about earlier yeah you know, or I mean, hydrocolonic. It's, it's one of those things where... another thing, man. Somebody does you so dirty, like, fuck that, you know? But at the same time, bro, Bro-oh. again, Anthony, don't forget, man. <laughs> and they ain't love if you ain't your ass, dog. That's like the fucking message <laughs> That is going to be the model, bro. Yo, you should... That should the be the title. title. If, you ain't ain't eat, if you ain't eat her... It, it ain't love it? if you ain't eat my it ass. It ain't love if you ain't eat her ass. <laughs> True. Uh, I guess I've never loved time, anybody. No, I'm, not, I'm not letting you know eat my ass. No. <laughs> I ain't never loved anybody. Man, enough you want to dish it out, but you don't want. I know, take right? It. That's it's very hypocritical of me. Yeah. <laughs> I I I ain't never. Nah. I'm sorry. I I don't love nobody apparently because I ain't willing to eat no ass. Do it hey. tonight. No, I'm good. Bro, all you do is. I mean, you're down there already, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's Jesus just Christ. Around the exactly. corner, my guy. Jesus Christ. Just around the corner. <laughs> oh. No. Tell you no. what. Pussy has more flavor than ass does. I would 100% agree. Yeah. And ass I prefer has no flavor. I would prefer ass those. Is like, has um, no flavor. If it has flavor, then she needs to wash her ass more. Yeah. That's the only thing. If it's got flavor, baby, go, go fucking I'm shower. Trying th- I'm trying to Scrub like relate it to something like. <laughs> Skittles and M&M's? I can't do it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you would equate it to. All right, um, moving on with the song. Uh, da, 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 da. You know, I don't think we. I don't really care too much about going through Ghostface Killers uh, verse because we're talking about Kendrick yeah. Lamar's story. Another, here's the thing. Um, why do you think it's called Purple Hearts? What, what isn't that a badge or something? It's shit? a badge. It's, it's, yeah, it's, right? it's a badge. Uh, yeah. It, you don't technically need to get shot. Isn't that like the be, highest? No. Fucking, no. You need to get injured in the line of duty. Getting mm. shot, getting your broke leg broken. So, so maybe yeah. he, they were injured. They were injured, and we cried together. And now, yes, and yes, yes. Received yes. the purple uh, like heart. What he said, you know, forget everybody's past. Like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Good fucking shit. It's I beautiful. Like, yeah, that was good fucking thought. Beautiful. Process. There's a lot of thought to a lot of the titles alone. T H O T thought. A lot of thoughts oh, on this God. album, bro. I mean, yeah. There's I a mean, lot of thoughts in this world, dog. There's a lot of thoughts in this world. I got a cup in my pocket. There's a lot of do what. You got a cup in your pocket. I got this drink in my cup. <laughs> Look this cup in my drink. Um, Pull man. up. Drink. Headshot. Drink. No, no I kind of... Fuck it. Let's finish this shit. Let's keep it going. Holy let's shit. Let's keep it going. Fuck it. Let's keep it going. What? Okay. My, I would, but my wife's on her way because you said... She's on her way? Yeah, because you told me to... Damn. Damn. Well, plus I got to eat, too. <laughs> plus I got to eat, too. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll roll with this last one. Is there anything big other than those themes that we got out of this? Pause. Um, How did my phone die? Um, you didn't charge Because it. we've been on it the whole fucking time. That's probably true. <laughs> so. Um, My main takeaway from the first disc was... Grow the fuck up. I don't even fucking know. I'll say, I think my Grow biggest up, thing I think. from the first disc is... Or first half of the album is... Learning from your mistakes, learning from the shit that you fuck up with, and not living in it. Um, make adjustments, 
fix the shit that you don't agree with yes. and don't just be part of the flock. Yes. Yep, that's exactly what I mean by shut the fuck up. Is, or grow the fuck up, my bad. <laughs> I was like, um... um <laughs> I what? Um, I think the first half of the album is trying to get people to be aware of what's going on yeah. in modern society. Wake up to, 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 to what's real and forget about all the bullshit. Um, fuck um, toxic masculinity. Fuck toxic relationships. Fuck social media. Fuck all. Uh, fuck victimhood. Fuck all that shit. Look at what's real. Pay attention to it and grow. Yes. And then we will finally seek what it is we are all looking for individually. Yes. yes. I think for 100%. me, like the simple terms, um, um, the first half is like finding peace through healthy grieving, finding mm-hmm. it through growing up, as you said, and finding it through learning how to find love and listening to it in yes. whatever form it comes to you shut Absolutely. the fuck up when you hear love talking people yeah. there you go i swear to god i swear like that is the most clear anybody can be when it comes to trying to find the answers to your questions right yeah you know um people pray and they ask and um and 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 i'm i also um have fallen into this where i've had the answers thrown at my face you know what i mean I've, I've 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 asked the universe questions what should i do next in my life and i've been given opportunities that were supposed to lead me in a certain direction that i didn't take because i didn't at the time i didn't see it i was being ignorant yeah you know what i mean or like, sometimes you see it but you feel like for some reason it's not the right you, it's not the right or you don't deserve mm-hmm. it or some shit yes yeah right? um so yeah everybody yo shut the fuck up when you hear love talking yeah. pay attention to what's really going on get yo if you look if you're gonna be on social media cool be on social media but don't fall in to social media don't believe everything and don't be sensitive to everything and don't believe that shit you see on social media is how you're supposed to be exactly yeah. Yeah. be Think your own yourself. person guys and fucking start especially start to learn how to love on yourself yeah. Learn how to love yourself, even through all your flaws and everything, because fuck, man, we're only here once. You know what I mean? I mean, technically speaking, our spirit's here multiple times. And again, Kendrick Lamar talks about it, how he's been on here thousands. He's lived, well, he said, I've lived like a thousand lives with 3,000 wives or some shit like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Fucking we've, crazy. We, yo, we've been here. Oh, yeah. We've been here before. You just don't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because this is like this body that we have, baby, we're just paying rent. Oh, yeah. You know no, what I mean? This is his rent right now. So. Yo, yo, everybody, y'all need to listen to this fucking album. Anthony's gonna come back in the next life as Fat Joe. Fuck! <laughs> Lean back. But back in time. Jesus. See? <laughs> this is what I mean by toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, um so all in all, I, I I will say this album is beautiful. We we obviously have the next installment next week. And in uh, my opinion, the best half is the second half. I yes, yes. Because there's a lot to look forward to. I have so much, like, the majority of what I have to say is from Count Me Out and Down. Mine's from Savior Down, and when I tell you, I, when I cried on Mother I Sober, it was fucking oh rough. Oh my god, bro, same. Fucking Mother I Sober um, and Father Time. Auntie Diaries ones. is fucking a sad song, too. Auntie hey, Diaries is I got, such a, bro, That's oh the song god. I'm the most excited about. Yes. That, that, that's so many things. That's another song to that, that slaps everybody in the face, oh. where it's just like, it, like it reminds me a lot of Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like yo, like y'all need to fuck. I'll be honest, y'all it, need it, to it even wake the fuck up. It even moved my opinions a shit a little bit because like 
We'll, we'll get into it next week. It's a fucking strong song. Yes, it it's is. It's so strong. Yes. It, it, in my opinion, it's the one that probably had the most soul to it. Like, just you could tell how much it affected him. We're talking about Mother I Sober? Yeah. No, uh, oh, that, no, no, that, no, that outside Iris. Okay. Well, when I think of Mother I Sober, I feel like that was probably the hardest one for him to write. Oh, I mean, Period. that that last like, half has a lot of heart and soul. Yeah, yeah. the last half so, is very powerful. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely dig into that next week. Uh, real quick though, thank you to our guest Nate Medina for oh, rolling oh, through. Oh. Yeah, I've been I've been meaning to come by for a minute, man. I've been slacking on them. Not gonna <laughs> lie, you know. We, but, we were just uh, looking for a good topic to roll over. Yes, this and is, what uh, better? Topic? I hit up Anthony on on Friday asking what the topic was gonna be about, and I said if you guys are gonna because they talked about Kendrick Lamar last week, and I was like, you guys are gonna <laughs> talk about it right now. I need to be on. Yeah, I need to be on because it it, it is very hard to find anybody to talk to about music like this i'm very yeah. deep into music so it's yeah. like I, I love talking about this type of shit and yeah. yeah i think i have a good advantage because i have family from compton right you know what i mean oh, yeah. I, I, I i i've been in that area i you know I'm, I'm from la i'm from southgate so it's like i would like to share my perspective on things and i appreciate you guys for having me on for sure this is a lot of fun i've been i've been wanting to come on here because yeah I like you guys' podcast, man. I fuck with it. Y'all make me crack up. I, I don't know if Anthony tells you, man. I be listening, bro. Y'all, I laugh my ass off. I need to shout you guys out a little more. I've I, I thrown out a few shout, uh, shout outs, but not not enough. No, I, I we a, definitely appreciate yeah. it because it's, it's a hard thing to get off the ground. And then, but honestly, dude, this is some of the funnest shit in the world just to be able to hang out with friends. Spout it's some fun. ideas. That's the most important part is just to enjoy it. Yeah, because otherwise, there's no point in doing shit. Yeah, man, this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. this is cool. Oh, yeah. So we definitely got this to look forward to next week, and I'm We're excited all for that. Cry next week. I. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get all the crying yeah. out over this next week. Listening to the album, so I don't I'll say this will be your second time <laughs> seeing me cry, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, that took a long he's, time, bro. Yeah, he's only ever seen me cry once. And it was like last year. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, about two years ago now, but yeah, has it been almost uh, no. How like, long? How long no, has like, been it, gone? It, it, he's I mean, he's been gone for a year and a half. So yeah, it'll so be it's two been years almost two year. years. It's been almost two right years. around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That was some rough shit. Yeah. Uh, you've seen me cry a lot more than yeah. I've seen you cry. <laughs> you've never seen me way. cry. You've never seen me cry. Justice has seen me cry multiple times. You're right. Uh, Steven. Have I, no, I never cried in front of Steven either. Yeah, right. we definitely have justice. our people we feel comfortable in front of. That's yeah. that's one yeah. thing Nate, men I know. I cried in front of the other Nate. I, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, That was a rough night. That's another thing that's important is... Check on your strong friends. That's uh, absolutely shout out Royce the five nine. Yes, uh, yeah. That is one of the most important things in life. Uh, you'll never know when the people you love aren't going to be here. So definitely reach out, give somebody a hug. It's extremely Yo, be important. Be hoping everybody. If, 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 if there's anything that you took from this first half of the album is put your fucking pride to the side, put your ego to the side, put your put all that shit to the side and open up absolutely uh, hug the ones you love be with them and i mean just be open man ain't, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with it bro like you even said like, no, there's a cry. there's a reason why he dropped this album in mental health awareness month yeah, yeah. absolutely Holy shit motherfucker yeah. I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even know it was health um mental health awareness yeah dude it's yeah. it's it's he's thought it all out yeah it's crazy you know what's also crazy damn that's ironic uh every album he's dropped has been uh in like spring you're right. Yeah, as well. To Pimp Butterfly, I think, was what, late February? Or that, early March? I, I think, think that's even more prophetic to Pimp a Butterfly because of the whole, like, 
butterfly coming out of the cocoon type of thing. And that's yeah. right around that time. Would you say September butterfly? Yeah. I want to say early March. The release date. Because yeah. damn was April. That, does it tell you the March sixteenth? Yeah, mid March. And uh, good kid was February. Oh, good kid was February. Because I came out senior year of high school. I listened to that every day. Yeah, it, it's yeah. beautiful stuff, man. But um, I think I'm right on February. With that being said, I was gonna say this is 2012. We really appreciate you guys watching along and hanging out with us and going over our scrambled uh, thoughts of what this first half of the album sounded like. Uh, we had a lot of fun, uh, a couple drinks, and we're enjoying life. My yeah. name is Anthony Stevens, Damian Labor, and our special guest Nate the Alien. There you go. If you don't mind, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, only TikTok. Fans. <laughs> yeah, OnlyFans. TikTok and especially YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Leave us some suggestions of what you would Show like us to love, talk about baby. in the future. And uh, make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, like, rate, and subscribe on those. Really helps us reach out to other people. And we really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>